Hey, welcome to About That Life Podcast. Um, we're here, got a good show for you, uh, got two really good guests, so stay tuned for that. Obviously, if you've been here and you've been watching and you've been subscribing, you know what this show's about. We're going to talk basketball. My host, Mark, over here, he's going to give you some insight as well. We talk about AAU, life in general, culture of basketball. Uh, please check us out. Hit that like and subscribe button. You know, hit do the HBO special, help a brother out. Appreciate you on that one. Um, and we should have a good show for you. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 basketball facility in Rockland, California, it's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. Hey, welcome to About That Life Podcast. I'm Coach C. Collins. Coach MJ, GGT. And we are here to talk a little bit of basketball and everything in between. If you've been rocking with us from the beginning, we really appreciate that. If you've been sticking with us for the long run, really appreciate that. Um, obviously, again, do the HBO special, help a brother out. We really appreciate it. Help us out in the YouTube algorithm. Help us out on the audio algorithm. Um, got a great show for you. Got a WNBA legend. Uh, also have a director and uh, AAU director and coach and a good friend of mine. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy it and enjoy their perspective. Um, Mark, any anything you want to add to that before I'm, we move? I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Okay, perfect. So, um, real quick, shout out to my sponsor. Shout out to Doctor Gist, just best shooting machine on the market. Um, if you're looking for one, tell them about that life sent you. They'll hook you up with a discount. They have the Rebel. They have the All Star. Um, they have different models. The home version is really obviously popular for those who want to get their shooting machines at home. Because reality is, if you're a basketball player, you got to get shots up, okay? And then, of course, if you're looking for rec-level basketball, AAU basketball, um, good competitive tournaments, go to Hardwood Palace right next door to us. They're a good sponsor of mine as well. And they actually do a really good job. So whatever level you have, if you want to introduce your son or daughter to competitive basketball, go ahead and check them out. Um, they're right here in uh, Rockland, California. Really good organization. The guy that runs it, his name's Steve or Grant. Tell him about that life sent you. They'll hook you up as well. So without the, all that out the way, let me get to my guests. Um, I have two guests here. One uh, I've known a long time. She knew me when I had less gray hair, so that, <laughs> that always helps. And uh, uh, the Frank, my a, uh, AU colleague and director, where you have shared some players, shared some memories, had some good conversation, and they've decided to come on my show and uh, grace us with their presence. So without um, further ado, let me introduce both of them, right? We'll give y'all each your own intro, right? I got Frank from One Vision. Appreciate you, Frank. Thank you. Thanks for having me Welcome today. to the show. <laughs> yes, sir. And then I also have WNBA legend and... Um, Overall, just a good person. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Ruthie Bolton. I, was, I almost used your government name because I saw your government <laughs> I was this close to using it. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you use that. Just call her champion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's get right to it. Um, I'm going to introduce both of them. Uh, you guys, again, correct me if I'm wrong on anything, right? Okay. Obviously, okay. feel free to jump in. I just always know some people don't necessarily like talking about themselves. So <laughs> I just I just jump in and do it right now. So um, for for Ruthie, for those who are listening um, or are watching, maybe it's your first time checking her out. Um, I know 
everyone in the Sacramento area pretty much knows who you are at this point. Um, she's a two-time uh, gold medal basketball Olympian. I'm trying to I'm trying to use the correct vernacular yeah, here. You got it. <laughs> that uh, all, you went to college at Auburn. I played right? Auburn University. All four years, correct? All four years. Yeah, and then um, also she has basically been an ambassador for basketball. Again, we were talking before the show started for like the last 15, 20 years. Um, some of the places you've been, and this is just what I found on the internet, but <laughs> you've been, a, uh, let's see, you've been to Australia, you've been to China, you've been to New, New Guinea. You've uh, been, Papua New Guinea. You're not Papua New Guinea. You've been to Saudi Arabia. Yes. Um, Armenia. Yes. Um, Mold, Moldova, right? Moldova, yes. Like, Ukraine. Yeah, you, like, and I know I'm sure I'm missing some. Uh, you've been to Germany too, correct? Many times. See, like, she's oh, traveled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, she is definitely an ambassador of the game, and uh, please feel free to look her up. Obviously, I'm going to have links to both you guys in the description. You know, I'm going to have links to your podcast, um, uh, or I'll mention your podcast and get into that yeah, when you start that up. Mm-hmm. And then um, also any social media accounts or anything, I'm going to make sure that's linked into the description. So, Frank, for you, obviously, I'm going to let you speak on your basketball background. But as far as my relationship with you, um, you started One Vision uh, AAU program, what, like three, four years ago? Um, pretty much right around COVID time. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, you you know, you've been obviously active in that for a while. You're from the Bay Area, like myself, San Jose, correct? Correct. Okay. And then, um, you've been, like I said, you've been pretty active in the AAU organization. What's your basketball background, if you feel like talking about that? Sure. Um, interesting in the sense, uh, I went to James Dick High School. Um, probably the most biggest athlete come out of there is Jim Plunkett, mm-hmm. quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. Nice. Um, definitely was in our Hall of Fame, and I didn't know about him too much when I was at school, but he was up in our Hall of Fame. So, high school was very interesting. I don't have a lot to say about it other than I think I scored six points and probably, <laughs> probably played in about seven games um, total. Um, something crazy my mind got in there early and said i remember a uh, senior year it was our exit interview coach obara pulled me in the office and going through the kids and he probably thought this is gonna be quick i mean we can get this kid out of here a three-year bench warmer we're just gonna <laughs> go through the formalities of everything and um he said frank you know what are you gonna do after high school and uh i just kind of sat there for a minute and pretty quiet in high school not really having a voice at that point in my life um I just sat up in the chair and I looked at him and I said, Coach Obara, um, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to play basketball in college. Nice. And he he looked at me, kid you not, smiled and then laughed and, 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 and stood up. Um, mind you, this is 1992, so right, right, coaches' right. Uh, demeanor with players right, were right. a lot different. A little, a little um, different, a little different. <laughs> yeah, so he, he stood up and patted me on the top of my head and, and he said, there's a lot better things to do in life than play basketball, Frank. And uh, I never forgot that because it was at that particular moment I took that in as I was leaving the office and I said, you're the last person that's going to tell me what I can't do in my life or make me feel the way he did. And uh, lo and behold, uh, I was running around, went to the Air Force, a couple crazy girls got in the way a little bit of life (laughs) right after high school. Funny how that works. Yes. uh, (laughs) But uh, I was 21 years old. Um, Midnight basketball had became uh, 
a popular thing in my area. Actually, at James Lick, it was 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., okay. which is you have to be a diehard hooper. You're hooping at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, on a Friday night um, with, with about three fans in the stands. Right. Sounds like fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. Yeah, th- it, I mean, you're a true hooper then. Cause, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cause, uh, I don't even think I couldn't even get my family to come watch me at 2 a.m. <laughs> um, and uh, Gentleman by the name of Mike Allen um, played at San Jose Christian. Is now you know played overseas at All American at this school. Um, the San Jose Christian is now Jessup University. Okay. So before it was Jessup, it started in San Jose. The school is so small. I lived there my whole life mm-hmm. until I went to this open gym. I just didn't know that was existed there. Um, so I'm in the midnight league, uh, and uh, after practice, uh, Mike goes, "Hey man, we have an open gym on Thursday. Do you want to come?" And I'm like. What college guys? He said, "Yeah, the guys on the team. You know, they should come out, man." And I was like, "I'm just in my head. I'm like, man, I don't know, man. That's a whole nother like, <laughs> like I, I've seen my friends went to college, but I was just like, I don't know. So I go over there. You know, it's an open gym, and God must have been on my side that day because I couldn't miss. Um, <laughs> <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so we go through this two hours, and I, I remember just like any other good day in open gym. I was just like I felt good, man. That just, I, I just the purity of basketball. Yeah. There was, mm-hmm. n- there wasn't hardly no people in there. No pressure. And then no, no, it was just people just hooping mm-hmm. with their blood and sweat and heart. Mm-hmm. And when it was done, we were, took our shoes off. And um, I had learned by now I didn't have a lot. I didn't have my first pair of Nikes till seventeen. So I definitely never wore my basketball shoes outside. Um, I, I put my just my regular like Payless shoe source, like just walking <laughs> shoes that I had. Um, I put those on. And my friend said, hey, um, the guy in the corner over there wants to talk to you. And I'm like, I see a little white dude with glasses. And I'm, <laughs> it looked like a scientist. I was just like, I said, who is that? He said, he said, go over there, Frank. Please, just walk over there. Okay. And so I walk over there, and uh, he goes, hey, I'm just curious, man. What, what do you play at? And I said, um... Around uh, Cherry, <laughs> uh, Cherry Park is somewhere that's famous in San Jose, like for outdoor hoopers. Like, and I knew if you could get on the court at Cherry Park, that means you were somebody in that area. Um, people would travel out of the area to play there, so I, I was able to get on. And so, basically, he, he just told me, He said, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something crazy is we had a kid tear his ACL, and uh, what I saw tonight, if you're interested, we might want to be interested in have you come play here. Oh. And, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I literally thought this was a joke or like my friends put this guy because this, this guy I didn't <laughs> right, see right, him right. the whole time I was playing. And he goes, he goes, I'm are you serious. He's like 10 o'clock tomorrow. Um, come to my office. Um, it's right here. And he said it's closed right now. But come at 10. Just go to the administration. Don't show you where I'm coach Skinner out of Michigan. His favorite uh, coach was uh, Bobby Knight. Uh, that should let you know what kind of Ooh, coach he was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, long story short. I end up uh, going to San Jose Christian after oh. scoring six points in high school and playing in about seven games in high school. And uh, when I signed my name to, to accept going there, I my hand was shaking. Whoa. And I, I didn't, my mom, unfortunately, at the time, had already been heavy in alcohol and my dad wasn't around. Um, I took my mentor from Midnight League, uh, Jeffrey Hurd, you know, he's no longer with us today. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember looking at him, he said, is this real, Jeff? Like, yeah, I'm not dreaming. He said, "It's, it's real, Frank." That's dope. And I, uh, man, I played. I played there for a year. Um, new coach came in and transferred to Simpson, which is in Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and unfortunately my mom got ill so i had to stop after that year and then after that um was done i thought i was done um ended up going to canada because my coach that uh, sophomore year simpson had got fired he went to canada and i guess sent film out to coaches out there this is how long ago i'm um, date myself um i was in canada three hours outside of new york when 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 the towers were hit wow. um now, unfortunately, that was a scary time that the world wasn't ready for. Mm -hmm. I was at a gas station a few days after that, and I hadn't shaved because I was poor, a couple of poor college student. And the, the gas attendant says, man, you kind of look like those guys on TV. Oh, and I, and I, when he said that, that was a whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was a whole different level. Oh, so, wow. I just, so I just said, I caught my grandmother, old school Latin lady, she was like, Basically, in other terms, get home. It was, yeah. It's an easy yeah, 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 back yeah. home. And so yeah. it kind of ended there. But uh, to, suffice to say, it was uh, kind of like a Disney story. I was able to start in college. Our sophomore year at Simpson, we went all the way to the national title game in the Christian college. Mm -hmm. uh, Simpson, I don't think, has ever gone that far since then. Uh -huh. um, I started the last 12 games there. Nice. And uh, here I am on the podcast. You know, Very it's, cool uh, story, <laughs> brother. Very cool story. Nice. And then... Um, uh, Ruthie, obviously, I'd kind of be real. You have a lot of basketball resume, so I wasn't going to go through all no, that. I, don't go, no, no. <laughs> I was going to tell people, just look her up, man. She's got a lot. But um, All I will say about high yeah. school is that we went to state, and our basketball team, we were all related except for two. Okay. On our state championship wow. team. Really? Mm. Yep, so we would go to yep, – yep, so we were all related because my mom's sister had 18. We had 20, so we were uh, – Wow. wow. Yeah, we were crazy, right? school. We were yeah. so small. My graduating class was 25 and real small school. We, and six, you won state twice? Yeah, 6 a schools didn't want to play us. Wow. So that's that's the highlight to remember about my high school, yeah. <laughs> where, where originally are you from? McLean. Okay. McLean, nice. Mississippi. Nice, nice. Well, um, yeah. Go look her resume up, y'all. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I can't. It would take a whole hour just to talk dissect that one. But, um. No, like I said, I'm glad to have both of you guys here. And, um, Thank you. you know, obviously the premise of the show, we want to, you know, me and Mark talked about this. Like um, like I've told you guys before the show, it's really just to get information out there for parents, kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to, I'm a big believer that, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in tearing down walls, just getting people to sit and talk. You know what I mean? Even if you disagree with something. Because like in this AU basketball culture, like we'll get into more in the show in Sacramento, especially, I think it's so divided. I just try to be a beacon of exactly. something different, you know, of just like, hey, okay, if you don't like what I do, just sit down and talk to me about it. And then exactly. we can both come away, you know, better, you know what I mean? So, and of course, I love, I love people's stories, like his journey hearing this, like I love hearing those yeah, type of things, you know inspiring. what I mean? That's where like me and him became really good friends because we just, we just all, we we love that the stories you know what i mean and and the underdogs and just all that type of stuff because i don't um, know it's a reflection of life go ahead um i did want to share one thing before i go further or before mm. we get too deep into this um i just want to thank jesus christ because uh i'm i'm a man of faith and if knowing my whole life and like you said we won't talk about every story in my life because we'll be here till, till about three weeks um <laughs> but i just want to let you know like jesus has continually put good people in my life chris chris i consider you one of those people thank you um ruthie you know how i feel about you already um i'm just so grateful to be in this position because i know nobody expected this. It's not my family teachers yeah, yeah, people yeah. in my life so mm -hmm. 
to be sitting here in, in the presence of greatness. And I consider all of you great because you all have stories and backgrounds that you've come from. And uh, to be here today is a tremendous honor. I just want to let everybody know, I'm, without Jesus, I really wouldn't be here. Oh, man. Amen. 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 All good with that. that. Well, then, let's get right into it. Um, first thing, obviously, I want to ask you, and I ask this of all my guests, um, you know, uh, we all know AAU basketball, uh, you know, Ruthie, I know you've coached briefly and things like that, but I'm sure you see it, you know, yeah, all over, right? You know, um, yeah. what's your guys' overall take, good or bad, just an overall general overview of AAU basketball? I'm going to go first and I'll yeah. let you feel. I'm just going to be okay. – I think, um, obviously, I'm – It's you know, I coached for a little bit, but I, I, I'm going to give – I would say AAU basketball is from one angle is it's great. It give a gives a lot of opportunity to play, and the the opportunity to otherwise they wouldn't get. So I I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me when a lot of parents ask me, I think one of the things that I think is could they have to pay attention to is making sure a lot of these players play AAU. They want to make it and they just play games and games and games. And all of a sudden they get lost in the shuffle because yeah. they just play games and they didn't get really good development. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've had parents who say, Oh, we spent so much money. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, they couldn't afford it, but they would spend every dime they got. So I just said, be careful about that, but make sure you maybe spend some of that money for individual development, depending on where they are. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, you know, cut and dry. I think it's great opportunity to play and then just don't get so caught up and just try and be at every tournament. You got to make sure that the kids get some individual development so they, that they can get better and they don't all of a sudden wake up like, I never got better, I just played games. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my take okay. on it. No, great. What do you think? What do you got for it? Yeah, okay, I was going to say, um, feel the same way. I think it's great um, opportunity for kids. Um, just, you know, I know when I grew up, it was hard to get in a gym, just in general, like mm-hmm. open gym, anything. Mm-hmm. I do feel that. But with that being said, I think the one thing we've taken away from kids, um, kind of like the cell phones, is we've taken away their creativity, would like to say, to create their own lane in life. Because out on a park, and I'm sure you played plenty of games in a park, yeah, yeah, of um, course. you really had to prove and earn things. Yeah. And I think now AAU, we give kids so much so fast, I think they don't, they've lost it. And their sense of entitlement is... Out of control. Uh, yeah, we're going to get more of that. <laughs> with kids and parents. So I just feel like as much as it's great that they get the exposure and to do certain things and travel and things that I never did at their age, my days at the park really just taught me. I'm st- I, Those skills I learned there, I still use today. Because I exactly. had to, I had to li- literally earn my way just to get picked to be on that court. Because it wasn't this so many AU tournaments. It was the one court everybody wanted to be on. So you had to prove to everybody that you deserve to be on there. You start off on kind of the rec court on the side, and you, you work your way up to the NBA court. Right, right, right. So that's the one thing that AU is kind of lost. And um, it, so it's a 50-50 thing for me. But um, being a director and part of it, um, I try to be different in my approach. And, and development's huge with me. And even mental health is huge with me. I, I really just delve into the yeah. mental health of the athlete. Because my equation is if you have a car and it has no gas in it, like a gas car, how is it going to work? Yeah. It can't. So if a kid comes to you and he may look great on the outside, mm-hmm. but everything inside of him is broken, how is he going to perform and produce the way you would want him to or, or his parents want him to? So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but uh, it, it's, it's, I'm torn when you ask that question. There's good and bad on both sides. Yeah, of course. And we'll dissect that little by little throughout the episode. Um, so then 
let's narrow it down a little more on that. Um, Ruthie, this has obviously come more coming towards you. Um, you know, you've you've played college, you played high school, you've you've played professionally, um, and you've seen the evolution of the game. Period. You know, on the on the women's side, in particular, is what I'm speaking to. Um, you know, what what do you see from watching that? Again, as someone like I, like I say, the term godmother of the game. Like you know, you're one of the the, the people that help put it in the stratosphere. What's your overall look of the the women's game today and things like that? Um, I think the women's game has really evolved. I I love watching it. I know this, especially this past year. You you referencing just all levels? Are you all levels? Like just your overall, overall like because yeah. because you played it, you've seen it, you've done it at a high level. Just kind of you know when you're watching it, you're like. Hmm. You know what do you what do you it, think? It That's takes, all. It, it takes me back and make me still want to get out there and play. I'm like man, I don't want to d her up. <laughs> so I do. I have a real very competitive, and so but I but I think it's evolved overall. I I love watching the young ladies, um, just even even young girls. I'm like I watch them in class. Like, man, you're only in the eighth grade. I'm right. like you are amazing. Like they their bodies are growing so much. <laughs> so I'm thankful because I got a niece that no, she's a great niece. That's Six three and just oh. I I was talking to her I was actually in the field in Mississippi her her mom which is my niece stopped by and I said listen here the future is yours I said but you got to put in the work yeah. I said they saying you good but if you don't really make it a sense of if you don't make it I was if you don't commit cause maybe her mom taking her to practice I don't know how much she loves it because mm-hmm. you get yeah. to the point you'll just be good so so I think overall the opportunities there I think like say AU it's not it's it's, it's a good opportunity to get seen get exposed. Uh, they these girls, uh, you know, and then going on to the college and to the pro. So the game overall has evolved, and I love watching it. I love watching it. And like I said, my daughter, she's on 14. She's starting to like basketball. But I think it's, uh, it's, it's evolved, and I'm happy to see it. And it's it got a ways to go, and I know we talk about the financial aspect of it, but mm-hmm. it's getting there. Yeah. I know when people ask me, oh, the girls don't make what the men make. I said, they make a lot more than I made when I played. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's moving forward a little slowly. But but I think it's, it's, it's a season. I think people starting to say, you know what, the women game is great. And so now when you see, like, these college players, which, you know, just played LSU and Iowa, these yeah. type of games, now you got this little 8th grade or 9th, 10th grade. So, you know what? I can see myself there. So exactly. that's what I like about it, that one of these little girls can say, you know, I want, yeah, I got I, I got hope. And so giving them hope to just persevere and say one day I can be there too. Nice. And then, well, and, well it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to say, for your kids, have they have they had any interest in basketball? And like you said, your daughter might yeah, have a little bit. It. So she, yeah. if she, mm-hmm. if she how do how would you navigate that? I know that's kind of a sorry mm-hmm. conversation because like what I call legacy kids, right? Because like I had Andre mm-hmm. Stiakovich mm-hmm. on my show not too long ago, and I call and I told him I said you're you're what we call a legacy kid because your father obviously was in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you being who you are, you're your daughter, if she decided to really go and play basketball, how how would you navigate that? You know, you know I mean? really, even if she didn't play, yeah. I see I see her better than what she thinks she is. She's playing volleyball too, and she said, I think I'm just going to play volleyball. I said, I hope you know you, you got this. I said, so I would watch their games when she was in that uh, eighth grade, early in the eighth grade, and I said, she said, oh, I didn't play good. I didn't score. I said, but you rebounded. You took some shots. And then she'll play another game. I said, you improved. She didn't believe me. <laughs> and finally, I said, I'm serious. I see you getting your hands on the ball. You're getting yourself in positions, play defense. So when they finally play, they actually won the championship. They beat the same team that had, had beaten them before they beat them in the championship. Nice. I said, I told you, hoping you were making progress. You didn't realize it. I said, I know a little bit of something about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, I just said, I, I, I said, you need your feet heavy. So I coach her. 
but she, I will only take her to the gym if she wants to go. Okay. She said, Mom, I want to go work on my shop. I want, you know, I, I need to do some push up and get stronger. So I'm letting her lead and not making her, but I will. Yeah. Work, I want to work on her body in the shape, jump rope, push up, sit ups, burpees. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of that mental toughness. Yeah. Just a little bit, something, something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's in great shape, by the way. If y'all can see that. <laughs> she's in great but listen, shape. But, I, but I don't really, on a serious <laughs> note, I just want her mind to be right. Yeah. And her to have good character and not to quit and give up. Yeah. I said, I want to be the right reason to walk away. So you're not because you're afraid, oh, I'm not good enough. I said, no, you fall flat on your face, get back up. So I'm trying to teach her that inner tenacity, just like, you know what, it's not just about whether you quit basketball or not. Like, be the best version of you. That's really my concern. How do you be the best version of you? If it's in basketball, great. If it's not, I'm okay. And it's really cool you mentioned that because that's something he's big on is the mental component. He trains, so he speaks. So that's kind of our countermount. So I'm like the AAU coach, director, he's – a trainer, you know what I mean? So we speak from that aspect, but he's big on that. And I want to add that I actually go next month into China. And so the China, they are so organized. You know, they were talking about, we need to know everything we're doing. And I'm like, (laughs) I said, okay, so I'm doing a Zoom in my car. I said, okay. I said, well, we're going to do this and do that and do that. So I started telling them, I said, I like to spend time when I first get there, and I just throw the ball out, I like to say, hey, why do you play the game? Yeah. Why do you play? And just say, you know, and try to get into their mind. They were like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Because that's so important, especially these days, to figure out in their head and, yes. and spend time getting to know something about their, see if they'll open up with something about their home. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm just saying so you can get their mind right and just be there. So I, I definitely think the mental aspect is huge, yes. especially in this season. Well, one question I wanted to ask you just from, you know, because I have a lot of my clients who listen to this show, and I always like to ask these questions when we have former athletes is I always like to talk about a blueprint. You know, everybody has mm-hmm. a different blueprint for somebody like you who, like I just, I didn't know, you know, like from your background in high school, the small town and you going to Auburn mm-hmm. and then doing what you did in WNBA. It, what for somebody listening, a girl, you know, or even a boy who really has that drive and really has this dream. Cause as you know, like I said, I have clients who they're talented but they're not yes. they're not obsessive. And then I got yes. the other kids who don't yeah. sleep. Like they're in the gym where I, I gotta tell them, like, hey man, you gotta take a break. But I like those kids. For you, what did it take for man. you to become who you Listen, became? I, I we we would need another show to go with the details. <laughs> but I will give you sort of a listen yes. a from a family of twenty, yes. sixteen. Yeah. Listen, I was so relentless and hungry. I was quiet though. Mm-hmm. My older sister, I didn't sleep. My twin brother took all my words. But I would get out there and climb trees and jump fences. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about I could play with the best of them. And so if I'm going to train a group of kids, I'm more, I said, I want you to know my why. I want you to yep. know what behind these gold medals. Yep. I don't want. I didn't just wake up and just start playing. I'm talking, it was tough. Yep. I would compare it to my sister who was a superstar. She was phenomenal. She played similar to Cheryl Swoop. She, wow. had a, she could shoot. She had... She had long, uh, wide uh, yeah. arm span. Yeah. She was really good. And so I was playing in her shadow. And so I, her talent was transparent. Mine was so a little bit hidden. My dad said, mm-hmm. and I wanted to just say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't play. Because I, I wasn't recruited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no colleges wanted me. Really? The only college was going to give me a chance at the school that she went to. And they said, well, I wouldn't play in my senior year. I wouldn't, wow. I wouldn't even make the travel team. See, a lot so of guess what? She, she yeah. flew on a private jet. And you know how I got there? How? On a Greyhound bus sitting there. Listen, uh, with a bad shot and a bad Jerry Curl. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to archives, my wow. Jerry Curl was hideous. <laughs> but I'm serious. But I had what I had was this. I was like, yeah. I want this. Yeah. And my, I remember over 30 years ago, my dad said, you know what? Hey, 
you can't worry about what people say about you. He said, you yeah. give your power away. If you walk away from this, he said, this may be the most important ride you ever take. You're right. And I was yeah. like, okay. So I get on this bus and I go, I'm sitting there scared and just like, oh my goodness. Like, so I go and, you know, I get to Auburn and wow. end up starting my freshman year. That's wow. crazy, The right? coach said he but thought he said I was, the blueprint. He said she's right in the fucking work. Seriously. Yeah. She said well, he, he couldn't believe they, they were trying to discourage me. So, because they didn't think I could play there at all. They said, I yeah. was totally different than my sister. I never. And they meant that, but I came anyway. And he said, oh. she either got faith or she crazy. Because how, <laughs> how, how many more I ways do, can, she, can we tell her that she yeah. is not going to play? Yeah. Hey, you bet on yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. I said, I came in. I said, yeah. you know what? Yeah. So, if the coach said do 30 push-ups, I did 45. Yes, so, I always challenge with the, yep. some, yep. Of the, some of the athletes, the, the young girls, uh, even boys. I said, mm -hmm. listen here. It wasn't easy for me, but look at fast forward to be able to stand on that podium to yep. be a gold medalist yes. and knowing I almost quit. I said, my why is that my passion? I wanted yep. it so bad. So I always challenge them, where's your passion? Like, yep. you, you, your skills, you're going to you get letters, you'll you get recruited. I did. You have a lot more than I had. Yeah. But that grit on the yep. inside, nobody can touch that. And so, in a nutshell, that's sort yes. of the blueprint is that, yes. you know what? You know your why, you know your way. Yep. You lose your why, you lose your way. Mm, so know what that mm. why is. We're gonna Thank clip. You. We're gonna clip Thank that. We're, hey, yo, yeah, we're gonna yeah, clip yeah, that. Yeah, we need that. Make that a real. Yeah. <laughs> and we gonna get yeah. that out there real good. That's I like gonna that. Gonna go viral. Yeah. Yeah. we're gonna do that one. And, yeah. and I and I think in the era of social media, um, to just piggyback off, yeah, her, yeah. is uh, you have to learn as an athlete to turn all the negativity into fuel. Yes, because uh, like the coach, I growing up in a Latin family. I mean, literally, like, 11 uh, daughters my grandmother had. I was the first boy in the family. Nobody played sports in the whole family. I was the first person that even thought about playing a sport. Right. And why did I pick the sport that Mexicans usually don't play? Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I was going to say something a little <laughs> racial. I was like, why not soccer? But, no, you know. And, no. <laughs> and, and so my grandfather is like, I remember him asking me, he's like, why are you playing a game you will never make the NBA? That's what he said to me. And I, I said, Cause you love I, it. I just love it. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I did at fourteen. I couldn't answer like yeah. now, but yeah. I said I love the game. And every time somebody told me I couldn't do something, a term I use now was um, I, I keep receipts. Yeah. And yep. I remember when I'm doing my workouts or um, I'm shooting and no one's watching. I was like, I knew then it was that all that negativity pushed yeah. me. That when I got to Simpson and he tapped me and said. Um, let your family know you're starting tomorrow. I, I started crying because, and he said, "You're the you're the first kid that cried when I said you're starting." Aww. And I said, "I said, coach, you could never imagine how hard it was to have a coach believe in me." Wow! And, and, and for you to say that today, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's uh, powerful. It, it is powerful, and those are things I think that today's kids, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, because they can't see yeah. that. And I couldn't have saw that at James Lick when I wasn't playing mm -hmm. or score or scoring or doing anything, but something. It was instilled in me, probably through my grandmother. Um, it's just to keep pushing every day, even though there's no re guaranteed reward. I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And so when I got there, and it, it was a, a euphoric feeling that I, wow. I, it's never felt that way ever again. Wow. Oh, well, great answers. <laughs> so, well, then um, my next question um, for you, Ruthie, you know. Um, I obviously, again, I, I keep referring to and, you know, in my way, just trying to give you your flowers, you know, being a, a god a godmother to the game for the WNBA. Um, we'll obviously get into your documentary a little bit, too. Um, but 
Um, what what do you see now? You know, we talked on the grander scale. What do you see for the culture of um, Sacramento basketball? You know, uh, women's guys and Frank, obviously you can speak on the boy side as well. But, you know, obviously we spoke about the broader sense. Now, you know, just trying to narrow it down to our city. Um, you know, what, what do you guys see for the culture of, of not even to say you just the culture of basketball in general in Sacramento, the area, maybe some good, some bad points. Just what, what do you guys see? Well, I'm going to go first real quick. The bottom line is that we need the WNBA team back here. Mm, I agree with for you. For the girls. That. And I know that I see fans all the time. When are we going to get a team? When are we going to get a team? Yeah. I said, I don't know. But we should because Sacramento is a great location for sports. I just, agree. You know, and I just really, for the young girls, and, and it, it's so important. And, and I, let's be real. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm just saying, but basketball and sack has been up this past year. Let's be it real. Been, yes. Mike Brown, what he did with the Kings, amazing. Awesome. Um, the Sac State uh, women's team, yes. they went to the um, mm-hmm. uh, the the March Madness. You know what I mean? And I think they won their they won the big uh, big sky and big sky, yes. like uh, the men's side of it with um, uh, Coach DP at Sac State. We just had Zach uh, on the show. Like the basketball culture, the culture is definitely- moving up, mm-hmm. right? I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, it's definitely moving up, and I, I think it's great. And from all aspects, so hey, we got to uh, I think we need a big, also a big three on three tournament in something like the city. Ever, Spokane, Washington has one, so I think Sacramento. Hoop, hoop they've up. been doing. We it for used like, to do hoop it hoop up. Hoop it they up. used to, uh, we, but they don't do it anymore. We need to bring but, it back. Yeah, it's a good, I agree. Good time for it, but no, I, I think it's great. And like I said, with Sac State doing an amazing job now, and then the Kings was phenomenal watching. Yeah, them. I know, right? So it's just uh, so hopefully, hopefully we can get a team. I I hear some conversations about it. But hopefully it just uh, – it's the time is now. Yeah, I agree. What do, what do you got, Frank? Okay. Um, first, um, before we get into the men's side, I'm going to say um, I really think we need to do a better job of celebrating the female athletes in our, in our sports world today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sad um, when I mentioned that I connected with Ruthie recently and started asking people if they knew who she was. And basketball people were just like, I never heard of her. And, and and for me, I was like, that's a problem. Yeah. Because I and I know she doesn't like she said. She, even when I met her, she didn't lead with her gold medals or the Olympics or Auburn or all that stuff. She would she led with her heart and, and and her passion for Christ and helping people and using the platform to help people. But I just told her, I I said, the world has devalued you for some unknown reason. Be, like if LeBron when LeBron retires or Curry retires. People will still remember them. They'll still be in mainstream uh, uh, society. So I said, we need to learn how to empower the women that are playing currently too, but especially when they're done playing because it's like you sacrifice so much with your family and everything else, and you guys know that with what you guys do. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you finish, and then, oh, you can't do nothing for me. You can't make me money no more, so I'm not really that worried about your well-being. I just, to me, that's just terrible. And um, I know she she doesn't probably care mu- that much about it, but I told her, I said, you can be a good cop, I'll be a bad cop. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let the world know that I'm sitting next to one of the greatest yes. women players to ever step on uh, on a court. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she says, I want to work with you and, and, and do things with you, it's so humbling I, words don't even do it justice That's to be quite honest and yeah. so um with that being said uh the men's side um like i said i played the game i'm sure like you did and probably you did it yourself um simply because i loved playing at, at 49 i still hop on a court 
And what am I playing for? There's no more scholarships. There's no more uh, uh, scoring games yeah. that I need to worry about. Yeah. I simply I put all the Ben Gay on and, <laughs> and, and, and I and I get into the the sauna for 20 <laughs> minutes before I play. But to me, even if I'm limping after, it's just the feeling of playing basketball. And I think we've lost that yeah. because on one side of it, they're so exposed to so much of it and so many ugly things that come with it that their focus is not even on, hey, like, they'll lose a game. Me, when I used to lose a game, I couldn't sleep for, like, a couple of days, like, thinking about that game. And them, they lose a game. We had a kid, and we won't bring his name up because we both know him. Um, <laughs> I, we just beat him, and him and his mom, I, I'm, I'm going through the post-game talk, and then I get a tap and said, hey, a kid on the other team wants to play with us. And I was like, kid we just beat yeah that's how it works and, 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 and literally <laughs> his mom started giving me the spill about why and and all this fake love as drake would say about why he needs to play for me yeah. and, and i and i just said um wow mm -mm. I, I said if i lost to somebody it, i don't care who it was yeah. i, I the maybe the thought the, to join their the, team the, doesn't I, go I, in your I, mind. I would i would not want to see that person for at least a couple days so <laughs> so this and it just let me know that We've done something wrong when kids yeah. don't value the competitive edge because you need that competitive edge to survive in life. Yep. And when you lose that because we've afforded them, we've empowered them and entitled them to things too fast, the purity of the game is gone. And that's the part of the game that it's, it saddens me that kids can lose or whatever because and they know they have three more games and games the next day and and oh, they play on five teams and i'm just like <laughs> I, I i i actually do this and i know it's not a popular thing i i said hey you could play but if you're playing on two three four teams you you're probably not going to last with me yeah because i'm not going to be begging you to make a choice between me and three other teams every single weekend and so my philosophy is very simple uh mark's heard me say repeatedly on this show um, I think a kid only needs two teams, right. me personally, just two, right. um, you know, and uh, like what we've done, collaborate and stuff. I would, I wish more organizations would do that, but okay, if you don't, if organizations don't want to talk and work together, that's fine. But I think two is just fine. You know what I mean? Cause most likely that kid's going to have a different role on each team, gives them two different voices, challenges him mentally, him or her. Oh, I'm saying him a lot because I mainly coach boys, but um you know, to know two different systems, two different IQs. I think that's enough. You know what I mean? When, when these parents do like five, six, seven different teams, it's, yeah, it gets completely out of hand. And I want to ask uh, your, your name again? Mark, 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 Mark. 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 I want to yes. ask Mark from a training side because yeah. there's – Everybody and their mom is a trainer now. Like, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, if you yeah. look, watch enough YouTube yeah. videos, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah. could throw trainer after your yeah. name. Um, yeah. What's your, how does, what's your feel? Because kids are jumping from trainer to trainer. To yeah. Trainer. Yeah. Um, and I say this a lot. I just had this conversation with a parent. Um, I feel like there's, there's. I like to say player development coach. Me personally. Okay. Me personally. I like that. Because I, I, like I, you I, said, you can go on YouTube. And I've told this to a parent. I was like, you could actually go on YouTube, Google drills, train your son, you know. But like I said, like I, I, I played, you know, I played played professionally overseas in Southeast Asia for four years. I went JUCO, busted my knee, came back. The that And what you were talking about, that 
how to teach or use life experience of having a relentless mindset or because there, there are still a lot of coaches, especially in the area that I live in, who they like basketball. Of course, they love basketball, but never. And I know this is also a soft topic, but a touchy su subject of like they've never played the game. And so. I wear a badge of honor of knowing the things that I've been through playing the game, yes. but I also study the game just like you do. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a basketball junkie, but you can't take away what I can bring to a child who maybe, and that's why the parents look for certain trainers or certain coaches or mentors mm -hmm. to where it goes deeper than the game. Now, why did, why, like you said about the why, and yeah. that's what I, you know, like I said, I'm big on mental performance. So for me, you know, when I, what, what keeps a lot of kids to, to stay with me and, and not necessarily, which I don't really care because I don't have an ego if they work with other trainers because I collaborate with other trainers. I feel like the kids that stay loyal or with their trainers is because it's not even about the basketball. Like they can actually open up to them. They can have conversations with, they can mm -hmm. hang out with them. Mm -hmm. That's when yeah. the trust comes. Mm -hmm. That's how you develop a player because they're willing to do anything for you. And that's what I've learned me personally. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm in Dixon back. I don't got no six, nine, six, eight. And so with the kids that I've worked with, <laughs> it's been strictly mental. Right. I got kids from Davis and winters and Woodland. So it's like, that's all I can really bring to the table to help them. Right. So to me again, like I said, um, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, if, and I feel like that's probably the same thing with an AAU organization. What keeps kids is the coach, the director, the culture. So, so yeah, I don't know. That's that, that 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 that's me. That's my kind of output. Is if you do it right, you know, then the, the people who are supposed to be with you are going to stay with you. So. Amen. And, and, and you said one just that one word. You said it. She said it. I guess mm -hmm. you might have said it. Relentless. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you coach a kid? That's not relentless. When I, I I'll go back to I moved to Portland for a year. Um, like I said, uh, girls uh, <laughs> will make you do crazy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to Portland, Oregon, knew nobody. Um, the, the crazy thing about it was I was on a post college. It's hard to find leagues or anything to kind of excite you the way school did. Mm -hmm. This league was pretty all star game. They kept stats. Nice. We, we were on our third year of a of a back to back to back title run. And um, I moved right before our championship game. So I moved to Portland. Um, was driving a Tacoma. It was a pretty good car. It was pretty new. Mm -hmm. And uh, my coach said, hey, the championship game's next week, but you're moving tomorrow. And I said, uh, I, said I don't know. Um, he's, he, we're not going to see you, right? And I said, mm, I don't know, coach. Um, I got to think about that. Because I was moving by myself. Money was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you just moved into a new city. I don't yeah. know. I'm embarrassed to say uh, it's 12 hours from Portland to the Bay Area. Uh. I drove there um, for a championship game. Oh. One, I uh, thank God, back-to-back-to-back. <laughs> uh, to back to back. Had a little celebration. I slept on my friend's couch and then drove back the next day. I hadn't started work yet, so I was, I was okay to miss yeah. a Monday. But it was just I the whole way home. I, I felt like Rocky. Like I, I was just <laughs> like, but but and anybody else is like, you're crazy, man. Like and I, for me, yeah. those were my brothers, yeah. and we had experienced something so organic. And they said, "Frank, that they said we need you, man. This is that you. You're a part of this." Yeah. And I you did. Gotta what, be crazy. I, I did. Yeah. What, I did. What, crazy. You gotta gotta what, good crazy. Good crazy. Yes, you gotta sir, good, good crazy. crazy. Like yes. you gotta understand for to yeah. be the basketball fanatics. We are always talking about this. The last episode with Zach. Like there, uh, Kevin Garnett said it on um, mm -hmm. his show. You know. um you have to have a screw loose. 
You know what I mean? To do what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, come back from two knee injuries and still want to play basketball. You know, like you said, everything you persevered through. Yeah, right? matter of fact, speaking of knee, knee injury, we got that, that grit. As I, I was 33 and I told my ACL, so I was 34 trying to come back. And I was contemplating maybe I should retire. I had, I had a gold medal. I had a world championship. So I was like, okay, I've done pretty good. And listen, I messed around red in the paper. I ain't gonna say what paper it was. <laughs> it said, "Well, I hope Ruthie Bolton not planning on coming back. She's too old and rusty." Oh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I know that. Oh, I, I know that. you was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I, <laughs> you or something in me. I'm like, okay, yes, all right. sir. I'm like, uh, and that, listen, I worked my butt off. I was sneaking, going to swim lessons. I was doing different things, and my trainer said. You know, he said, you got a lot of sweating. I told him what I was doing. He said, you can't come back overnight. You got to slow down, slow down. So I'm getting back on the court. Sure enough, I did. I got back. I made it. the All-Star team again. Made the wow. Olympic team. I got, that just fueled me. Right. But you, how dare you <laughs> get on the other side of my dream and say uh, you can't come here? Uh-uh, right. no. So you, that kind of things motivate me wow. and push me when you got it. So I think that's what, yes. as you all, with AU, with these young athletes, finding something within them, like getting, using obviously basketball. Yeah. Say they, if they end up not playing basketball five years down the road, but giving them something like to fight for, to have given them help design, giving them purpose. Say, yeah. you know what, this is this may become bigger than you, but being giving your all, not having talent and going through the motions, yeah. just wasting you know what I'm saying, like wasting yes. time. But I think it to me is just to find that athlete and make this an experience for them. Yeah. You look back and say, you know, I had a great experience. Maybe you didn't win all your games, maybe you did, but make this an experience. But teaching that or trying to, sh to share stories, y'all yes. stories about resilience and yes. grit. And then have, so that's why, to me, I feel like I owed it to the next generation to share my story. I wrote yep. a book, The Ride of a Lifetime, talking about that bus, mm -hmm. get wow. on that bus, because I could have easily walked away. Yeah. And look what I would have missed out on in basketball, because it didn't look good for me. Mm. Like I said, bad shot, bad Jerry Curl, just, just <laughs> nothing. Like the coach looked at me and didn't see anything special, yep. but my dad saw something within me. That's and reminded great. me, said, you got this. I remember getting on that bus like, he said, you got this. And I'm thinking my dad is just encouraging me because that's yeah. what dads do. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, you got this. So so anyway, so anyway, that's why. That's my why. That's yeah. what I do what I do. And and I, for you all spending time with these athletes, just continue to share your story with them and remind them so that they can, it can be an experience yeah. for them. So That's great. Well, then, yeah. well, that circle, like, we've kind of pretty much touched on it. But if we want to, I wanted to speak on it. And well, if you guys want anybody, anybody jump in and let's speak on this more. Um, I don't think kids nowadays realize how hard it is to become a college athlete at any level. You know what I mean? I don't think, and we, we talked about this on the last episode with Zach, but I think it's relevant to even speak about it again now. Obviously, like your story, um, people have heard our stories because we're on, this is episode 49 now, so we've done this quite I'm a while. 40, but I'm 49. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, go ahead. But I'm just saying like, you know, let's be like, how hard is it to become a high level athlete? Like, you know, it's, you can speak on your journey. Listen, but, but. And I think to me, the, the coaches and people got to be honest with them. Say, yeah. you know what? Don't pipe. It's like you got to be. I think the players, the young kids need to watch more video. I was behind in shooting. I was behind in everything. And I didn't get. Listen, I was out of college still when I got with the national team. They got me because my grit, my defense. Mm -hmm. So she said, "You gonna play?" But she said, "You got to start making some shots." Well, key word, like you said, defense. At least I was playing. Play. I had defense. <laughs> she right. said, "That's gonna keep you in the game for a while." She said, "But we, you gotta make some shots." So I started having to make three hundred shots every day after a three-hour practice. Wow. That was listen. Hmm. I had to start doing that. So mm -hmm. trying to like, okay, I, I wanted to play. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what it took. And so I became, she said, I don't know what happened to you in college, but you're going to be one of the best shooters in the country. Wow. I was like, okay. But this coach, Tara Vanderbilt, was such a great coach for me. If she had told me I could fly, I would have believed it. <laughs> because she showed me a blueprint. She showed me. She said, if you trust me, if you follow my lead, you'll get there. I remember we had, and we have a, like a, a week break. We had to run 400s, 200s, 100s. I don't know why. It's like I could not cheat like i i'm i believe she watching me she gonna tell i didn't do it we had to write it down and put our time we had to jump rope you know for five minutes right, right, so right. when i got back i said she, listen i i could not because i feel like she was watching me but to me that what helped me kept good better she told so, me the truth so you attribute a, or a good amount of it to the power of having like a good coach in your corner a good stuff coach like that. i tell you yeah. flat, flat truth you know you got to be honest and you got to care enough about them you got to give them some tools and just like you know what slow down for a second Let's watch. And I watched tapes a lot too. At one point, I was gonna make. I watched a lot of tape. And I said, "No one don't miss my shot. I'm leaning to the left. No one, I'm, you know." Mark, Mark's big on that too. With his, I players, love yeah. watching because you know if you Details. watch, yeah. if you watch for like two or three minutes and see through the eyes of the camera, yeah, it it to it me it it kills a multitude of sins. <laughs> in the game, don't lie. Tape don't lie. Seriously, yep. it don't like. I'm yep. like, I could have sworn I got back on defense. I don't know what happened. I'm yep. like, I thought I boxed her out. And you see, and you're like, oh, like, damn. I was nowhere near. Yep. So now I'm starting to correct myself as I'm watching. And I start to correct myself getting ready for the next game. And I always got better when I watched. Yep. So so I think to me more that just, and, and I know it get to be where you're doing so much games. But I think as, as you know, like I said, development, yes. and I would encourage that. And I know if, when I train kids on, on the side, I do. I say, you know what, give me a take when you watch you. And let me watch. I want to watch the good, and I want to watch the bad. Mm -hmm. I want to watch the whole game, and I want to give you some, you know, just, you know, offensively, if you just spacing could help yeah. your shot. Yes. You know, just correcting. So definitely, it's, a, it's a, and I know it's very tedious, but yeah, yeah. to me, it's going to help these athletes know that these young kids, that they can't, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you then, like, especially with your journey, because I know you mentioned your dad and things like that. Um, you know, sounds like your parents were encouraging, mm -hmm. right? But um obviously i want to say today parents i think we have the opposite effect i think parents are sometimes overly involved like did your did yeah. your dad and your mom just let the coach do their job yeah my they... listen my dad might have came to one game okay uh, and he didn't they was back then he didn't have time my dad was a minister he pastored churches he was going along yeah, yeah but he gave us some words of wisdom but i think dad i was thinking about that as y'all was speaking how do y'all deal with the parents? Do you think the AU, <laughs> No, do you yeah. think they need to have more training on how, parents? How long do we have? Yes. No, listen, <laughs> like that's if, a if whole, I ever if ooh. I ever get asked that, I say you can't live your dream through your kids. Right. Yeah. And 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 sometimes the parents act more immature than the kids. You sure. you know I know we want to win, want to win, but you know you outside fighting at, right. at an event, it's ridiculous. If, if you come to Hardwood sometimes and the, on these they weekends, they need to sit down somewhere. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. See, I'm glad a, she said no, it. No, listen. I, what I used to wear whistles around my neck. I blow the whistle. I need to blow the I'm whistle. I'm glad you said it. No, because, it's ridiculous. Like you, yeah. we're teaching more. If you got out there fighting and acting fool because of games, like these kids. Yeah. This is I know now because I'm <laughs> way in the future. Of, um, I would play years ago, but. This is bigger than basketball, yep. and you teaching so much, and you got that arguing. So it's like, yeah. my dad, listen, we came home, and if we got, if somehow we said the teacher this now, he said, you know what, what do you do? We got in trouble if we came home and reported that if we did something. So it was harder back then. I know it's a different culture, yes. but t they need to. I don't know. I think I don't know. AU whatever needs to do, they need to get some pamphlet for the parents <laughs> to, to <laughs> learn how uh, they have to watch this 
for their kid to play watch something, but they need to just be. And some of them don't know. I know so that's the crazy I, part of what I they deal don't, with. They don't know, and so just like okay, how like if you get a group and, like and get all the coaches together, all the parents say, hey, let's talk about this and have a session with the parents, the do's and the don'ts. Bottom line, and that and I think that to me, a lot of them like, oh, okay, I didn't know. No. And well, it, yeah. go I was gonna say, excuse me, that, that point that we actually for the first year we have a. A player contract, which is pretty standard, and for a lot of programs, yeah, um, code of conduct, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, but we also have a parent contract. Nice, and uh, that my admin, uh, Rebean, she she designed that for mm-hmm. me, and it it lets the parents know if you want to act a fool out there and mm-hmm. you want to just get crazy, but pretty soon you're not gonna you you won't wait for the director to, of the uh, tournament. We'll tell you you're not welcome in the gym, yeah. like around around the team, because we don't need our kids seeing that's how you mm-hmm. respond yes. when things don't go your way. So um, we it was I I read when she did that I said man this is proactive this is different um, this is what we need more of these things um, to help the coaches yeah. you know but so because we can't see everything mm-hmm. yeah. and um, to kind of go back to your last question Chris what you asked uh, Ruthie. I'm worried about today's player because I think, and you know this, and you got you know this too. All of us know this. When you're chasing something great or something people around you haven't done before, it's it's lonely. Yes, you yeah. find yourself. Mm-hmm. I would be at a gym. All my friends would be at parties, chasing girls, uh, um, doing things, and I'd literally would be working and, and trying to get my left hand better and and, and, and working on my pull-up mid-range and, and just doing everything I could so when that one opportunity came, I wasn't going to I was gonna be ready. And I remember yeah. my, my mom asking me, I was about 17, I hadn't had a girlfriend yet, and uh, I'm going to say uh, nothing against uh, homopho- home or people of that like the, the same sex. The, the LGBT yeah, community. The LG- yeah. Yes, nothing against that. But uh, my mom, and it was in 80, it was 91, she asked me, she said, are you gay? So yeah, I'm in love with Wilson. Yeah, and, 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 and I said, no, why would you say that? And you, you've never brought a girl, you've never wanted a date, and I, and I just said, mom, I... I love Spalding and Wilson. Between school and basketball, <laughs> and I wasn't the best student. It was like I was that relentless in what I wanted. It was my dream. It was my no. vision, my passion. I wasn't. I like to tell kids this: do not expect anyone to pay the price for your dream. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you're fools. You're foolish. That's fool's gold. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you're asking a generational of kids now that everything. Oh, I'll come over there if you bring my friend on the team. Yeah. Or or we only do this together. We're a dual package. Mm. I, none of my friends. Not unless your friend's six ten. At least that's what I say. Yeah, I'm no, like, no, he's six ten. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll definitely talk with. Him. But I I'm worried because kids today do everything in twos and threes now. Mm. And I said when you go into that college office and and, and you when Coach Skinner wanted to speak to me at San Jose Christian, he didn't ask me to bring my two friends with me. He said, "Come to the office. You come tomorrow." Yeah. And at that, you know, moment of truth, it was. He said, "Why?" And I said, "I don't want to do anything else, except go to school and play basketball, and that's it." And he said, "Those are the kind of kids I want in my program." Mm-hmm. And I, and I signed. You know, so very good. Well, then, no oh, good stuff. I um I wanted to talk about your documentary. Okay. Um, it's called Dream On. Correct. Um, it is it out already or is it's it? Out, I, they, uh, it came out last summer. Okay, we we were on Good Morning America, but it's really it's a three part series, and yeah. they talk about 
Because I was trying to find it and check it out. I didn't know which it streaming service be. or was on. I'll, I'll look some more yeah, or whatever. No, but I, yeah, I have, yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I wanted ESPN. to see. I saw the trailer. It looked yeah. great. So, and it just yeah. talk about just what we did and the, some of the things we did. What I would say the truth behind the goal. And it's really all the things we had to go through. Mm-hmm. So much at stake. Listen, so much at stake for us. And we were told every day. And, and it was tough. It was Tara Vanderbilt was... I, I was used to it because I have my military experience and my my dad teams. So I'm used to discipline and that hardcore stuff. But a lot of girls, there was a lot of girls want to quit. A lot mm. of girls, if, if you if you haven't seen a no, you saw it. No, I did. I, that's, I is, saw the trailer, but I didn't get to. These, I was, was trying so, to see it before you came on the Teresa show. Teresa Edwards, five time Olympian. Her and Tara almost had fist fights. I'm talking really? about it was crazy. Oh, wow. She literally. Said, I don't, this lady's crazy. See, and that's the behind the scenes stuff people it, don't see. Yeah, and, they, and Rebecca, Lord, Rebecca, they yeah. they was, you know, Tara said, I don't care. Because we had like the little tour. She said, I don't care. Rebecca, if, she, if, if I don't think she can play that game, she's not playing. I don't care what she's done. Tara just, she didn't care. Okay. She was like, she had this, you know, very, she was just who she was. And so we went through a lot. And so to be able to come together and and really change the women basketball we had to. You guys did. You had a great season. And it's like, so we had to come together and play and do, and we got on the court, we played together, but it was a lot behind the scenes. But that's what it took for us because we knew the, the legacy. We, we knew what we were doing. And I know you guys are obviously walking your own paths, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether it be playing or coaching or, or mm-hmm. whatnot at this point. But do you do you feel that created kind of a, what's the proper term, hopefully, but like an unspoken sisterhood, like between you guys and, oh, yeah. you know, like, For you sure. know, try to keep in touch every definitely, now and then. Because, of course, you're going to connect with others, maybe a little closer it, than yeah. others. But, you know, I just feel like being a, I, I don't know what being a part of something like that is, you know what I mean? But I, I would think, or just guessing and imagine, it just, it's like an understanding you all have with each other, you know it, what I mean? It is, and when we, when we were in, uh, in New York, and we were sitting around. We were like, "Wow!" It just took us back. Like we 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 did that. I'm yeah. like, it was it was a lot, and it was just man. It reminded like Teresa ever says, "I'm getting mad all over again." <laughs> but it's a, it, to me, the results ended well. It's like Tara did all that, and you wonder. And I I am I'm a, I'm a fan of Tara. I like you know. And they was so hard on her when you see it. Yeah, they were saying things about her. She was saying things about them. But and even Gino from Connecticut was like. She was doing. He didn't agree with a lot of things she did. Mm-hmm. A lot of the players did, and so Tara and I were real close. So afterwards, I said, "Tara, I was, I was sort of getting a little bit upset seeing how they were talking about you." She said, "Listen, we wanted to go." She said, "I don't can't see, argue the result. I don't see nobody giving it back." <laughs> I said, "Yeah." So, so anyway, so all the stuff we you see it, but it, it the outcome was good because the women now are, they are benefiting from it. We changed the trajectory of women basketball for sure, and to yeah, me, because because you definitely, honored. you guys were definitely the have, catalyst of yes, making a lot of moves to, that, mm-hmm, like to, you said, to have been part of that. And, and and think about it, we had to do something different because we had lost. It was nice. We had lost in '94 to in the World Championship to Brazil. '92 lost in the Olympics because now the world was catching up with us. You're right. So Tara said, "We got to do something different. We got to." That's why. Listen, we was in a circle around. the at the uh we said this is the official day of the Olympic team. We had trained together for like three or four months and now they this is the Olympic team. She named why everybody made a team. Now check this out. She said, Lisa Leslie, your scoring ability, uh, your size, Katrina McClain rebounding, Nikki McCray, your defense, Katie shooting, Dawn Staley, your leadership. And I was the last person she got to and I'm thinking, man, what's she gonna say about me? <laughs> 
I'm like, she said, I just told the committee that I would not leave the country without Ruthie and I can trust her in my foxhole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she said, I can trust That's her. I'm nice. like, that was huge. But it's like we stood there and she gave, but she said, listen, this is my team. After we're done, you ain't got to call me. You ain't got to write. Yeah. I don't need nothing. Cutthroat. I like it. She said, I ain't trying to be your friend. Right. It's my way or the highway. Yeah. I don't care how many medals you got. Like, seriously. She I broke. Tell, okay, and it's funny just mentioning oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I tell my kids the same damn thing. When I coach them, I say, <laughs> see, I, I, your parents ain't paying me to be your friend. They're here. They're paying me to do a job. That's which right. Is to make you a better basketball player. I said, if we become friends along the way, great. I don't dislike you, but I don't have to like you. That's right. And you don't have to like me, mm-hmm. but I can make you a better basketball that's player. That's right. So that's great. And that's I what Tara did because we had to create a sense of urgency because we just being good wasn't good enough because yeah. we had lost the last two, you know, uh, and, tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, and that's crazy because uh, knowing the history of the game. 92 was the dream team with Bird and Michael. And yeah, Magic. yeah. And, and so to have that kind of uh, hovering over you guys as you lost. I, yeah, you I know. didn't play in 92. That's why we lost. <laughs> yeah. I, like I went that. to the tryout. <laughs> no, 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 listen. I went to tryout. Listen, I, I played. I feel like I had a great trial. And it's, it, the coach told me, I can't think of her name. She said, you know what this means? I said, yep. Yeah, I made. I yeah, she don't matter anyway. So no. I, the last cut, <laughs> she said you should have made the team, but it was about position. They wanted a point guard. I wasn't, but she. At the end of the day, Teresa, it's like a player like me, a strappy player. Like I was just like, man. So anyway, but that, that's how I, I think the reason they lost seriously because they didn't have a player that didn't care about her role. If we were the team was great. You're, you're a glue player. Like listen, whatever you need me to do, coach, send yeah. me. I'll go. And so they didn't have so the ninety two they lost in ninety four and but yeah it was time for a change and I so when you think about it I think uh, Tari was right on time what she did because we didn't we didn't listen we didn't want to leave she said I'd rather say we overworked than look back and say man we should have worked a little bit harder mm-hmm. because the world was watching and they was waiting on us to mess up of course they was waiting on us to say you know we don't need a women team in the league no no you know we don't need a women team in the country in the USA. So I'm glad Tara was that focused and that committed because she was like, hey, we it's my responsibility to get us ready. And that's what she did. That's great. That's awesome. Oh, that's a great story. I'm glad. Thank you. So Thank now you we're sharing. giving every Thank young you. girl permission to dream on. Nice. Dream yes, on. I love dream it. on. I, um, so, well, Frank, I wanted to talk about um, from your side of it as an AU director and coach, um, what do you think of the social media side of uh, – Basketball. Me, me, and uh, Mark talk about it constantly on this show, and right. and Mark is actually kind of making a living off the media side, which is yeah. great because he's um he has his own media company, and he's great with camera work and stuff. He's done stuff for me and things like that. So okay. I do think I do think it's not inherently a bad thing, but like right. you said, it can be overly abused where kids mm-hmm. are now more concerned with the mixtape rather than the game itself, yeah. right? So you know, I do think it's a balancing. So I'm just you know your side of it. What do you think? It's funny. Um, you said uh, with the mixtapes, um, these exposure events, right? Uh, kids, mm-hmm. I, I want to play in the exposure events, and and, and the, the media, the uh, that's going to be there, and simply, and all these people, all this life, all, uh, yes. all these yes. people over time. You, you get on one of those, and, and your whole life can change. <laughs> I understand it. Um, but then we have to ask ourselves: Is it the exposure? But what if you get exposed? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one of the two is going to happen. Yep. You know, um, and whether we want it to or not, um, yep. even programs, if you put yourself in a position 
but I, I like to just because now I'm I'm kind of like what you had said earlier, and I tell parents. And if you look at my new website I launched a couple of weeks ago, I tell I, and the end of the story it says if you're looking for a coach who's only concerned about winning and losing, I'm the wrong guy for you. And, and someone could say, well, coach, no, we're trying to win, right? I, I'm trying to help them win in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the saying that I say sometimes, and it goes way over their head, is you can actually lose when you win, and you can win when you lose. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and like mo mo most people don't understand that. When you mm -hmm. They're like, dude, you been drinking? What you, what you doing? <laughs> like, like, but, but it's because I understand things happen for a reason. We... It's not winning or losing. It's always winning or learn. Everything's a lesson. Yeah. And yeah. if we can embrace the growth, I'm I'm huge on mental health and yes. and the development. Mm -hmm. It's emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental. Those four components. Mm. And if you start addressing the athletes in that manner, not everybody. We know this. Not everyone's going to the NBA. Of course, either of course not, not everyone's going. Not everybody playing college. No, yeah. it's just it's so, not happening. So <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell the parents when you come for me. I'll tell you this one thing: your kid will start taking steps to become the best version of themselves. Yes. Hopefully, they'll find their purpose in life mm -hmm. earlier than I did. Yeah. Um, and other people. So we're taking the appropriate measures to do that, and it's not always a popular. Um, topic because everybody's i gotta get that medal i gotta be on instagram uh, displaying this and i'm like like i said earlier with drake it's like a lot of that's fake love it's fake media it's it's fake it's not real clickbait yeah and so people chase that then they wonder why I, i'm in a 24-hour fitness uh, on my free time and i see a 19 year old kid in there who shouldn't be in there with me because i'm 49 and mm. he's in there talking about i got you coach and i said you shouldn't. You should not be in the same gym I'm in right now. <laughs> uh, other than doing some leg exercises, you know. And, and, and he's on fire. <laughs> but but just understanding that this, it, I I social media has helped me a lot. The reels and various things. Of course, um, my son, 17 years old, has. He even messaged me the other day and said, man, dad, he said, your real game is fire. Like, uh, <laughs> you got my friends at school. We're now, now in the Bay Area, and we started here in Sacramento. He said, I got kids at school saying, you're the kid from One Vision. They don't even know his name. Yeah. And they just know the social media side yeah. of him. And he's like, dad, well, he's like, people know about it, us. Well, this free marketing era we live in is great. I mean, yes, again, man. it's what inspired me to create this and have these long form conversations because you know mainstream media they got to cut chop stuff edit stuff all this like i i'm a firm believer that media uh social media media in itself has um made the world so much smaller yeah. you know what i mean and, it, right. and it's great you know but it, it it obviously with anything it can have a dark side or a negative side yeah. and i just right. With kids and parents trying to navigate it, you know, it's a, it's a balancing act. So I just think having these conversations, having yeah, these things yeah. out there is good. So, yeah. you know, they hear it from somebody, right? <laughs> you know what and, I mean? And I wanted to finish with this. Just yesterday, I'm uh, scrolling through Instagram. I see some lady post a story about, it says, uh, passport ready, next step in my journey. So I read her little story. She's playing in Costa Rica. 
um, which is, I mean, I don't know about you. I love the ocean. So playing basketball yeah. and, she, you know, being on the hammock after your games yeah. right there in the ocean. Not a bad uh, place. Not a bad place. 23 years old. So I, I send her a message and congratulate her. I don't even know her. I did a reel for her because we spoke for 30 minutes. Uh-huh. She told me she started off at UCLA. Um, she's from San Diego area. She tore her Achilles. Oh, um, ended up at a JC. Now, this is the, the hard part that when she said it, she kind of choked up. She said, I was on my way back to D1, but the counselor didn't give me, because I guess that she said, and I didn't know this, when you're a 424, you have to have a certain, um, it was a certain course you have to take to be go back to the D1 level. So she was D1 ineligible because of something her counselor didn't do at the JC. Hey. Holy Names. She had to go to Holy Names. I know the school yeah, because yeah, it was really yeah, yeah. So she local. ended up at Holy Names, mm-hmm. graduated from there, and through all that, she's now in Costa Rica, and we talked, and we forged a, a new friendship. And she, when she gets back to San Diego, she wants to come to Google and, and hang out and mm-hmm. talk. And, mm-hmm. and she said, hey. Splash for her, man. Good <laughs> no, <laughs> and her name is Sammy. Um, I'll give her a shout-out. Like I told her, I said, these are the stories kids need yes. to hear. Inspiring. Because they think, they see you at Costa Rica and they think, oh man, she must have an easy life. <laughs> you know, but, but the social media platform yeah. allowed that and I came at her in a very correct, in a respectful, congratulatory manner and she said, hey, hey Frank, I could see, I don't know you, I could see you're on a different vibe though. You, you just want to give people their flowers. And I said, yeah, I mean, look at you. I mean, that's a great story. Yeah. So, I'm a fan of social media, but like anything else, it has to be monitored and controlled because nope. anything that gets too out of control, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Yes. It, could, it could overtake you, and that's never good usually. Okay. So. And then, um, so my last question before we move on to our other segments, and obviously we've been having great conversation. So um, uh, any, well, Frank, for you, and then Ruthie, I'll do you, um, any ventures or anything you want to speak on or Anything you want to put out there, you know, say, hey, check this out or any of that stuff, uh, any new ventures, you yes. know. Uh, there's two. Um, the first one, I'll, I'll make this a little quick. Um, we're starting a girls program. Um, I think when you have an Olympic champion next to you and uh, she says she wants to work with you. Um, okay. And she and I, I told her I want to help empower young women and, women and I want to try to empower her, too, because I told her. My job now is to make sure people know who you are. Like that's mm-hmm. I know you're not that concerned about it, Ruthie, but I, you're around me, and I'm going to make sure when people ask me about you, I'm going to let them know a little bit about your story. You could take over and you do a great job, but I'm going to help empower young ladies. I think they need they need their own platform. Whether mm-hmm. And it's not just money. It's just they need that mm-hmm. platform to be successful. So we'll do that. And um, The second one is very near and dear to my heart because, like I said, I, San Jose, California, before 19... I, I went to L.A. one time with my father who decided he wanted to be a dad that weekend. Um, took me to Disneyland. Um, but beyond that, never really left San Jose. Didn't have the money. Um, single mom just just wasn't possible. Um, I'm taking 12 kids to Ghana, Africa next June. Oh. We're working with uh, Team Ministries International Extreme Athletics um, from Ghana. Um, it's an incredible journey. I just met the Ghana village yesterday we were on a zoom for three hours oh. and these kids are just so excited with the hope of something better in their future now and um that also leads me um that could be another whole subject yeah, that i don't want to okay. take up the whole time but that's yeah. just a kind of a nugget but that leads me to a question that i have because 
what me and Kareen um, Beecham, that's um, that's who I'm working with with the Team Ministries International, we said we would love to have the first world AAU tournament, even if it's only four teams, because mm-hmm. we have ideas of like I'm I'm supposed to go to the Philippines in a couple of years and Mexico and a couple of different things that I got in the works already, but. Um, we said, what if we did a world AU tournament? They have a couple teams, Ghana, and I can't remember the other town she had said that they'll come. So she said, can we get another team to come from the U.S.? And obviously Ghana is not a place you're just like, hey, bro, you busy next week? We had to Ghana. <laughs> but I'm going to uh, present this challenge, Chris, and, and a token to you because you've show- since I've met you, You've been nothing but gracious to me, and you didn't know me at first, so you know. Oh. And some of the things that you've been through in your own walk, it's easy could have said, like, nah, bro, I'm good. I don't know you. You know, <laughs> it, we, don't, you know we just don't yeah, vibe yeah. like no, that no, at no, that no, point. Yeah. So, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're looking for one more team. And, and we're, we're going to talk deeper because this, oh, this, yeah. this, this, this is a big... Are <laughs> yeah. oh, you giving me a challenge right yeah. now? Okay. <laughs> I like those. I, I, uh, I would love for you to become as my brother on this trip and bring... Um, a team from YBA or any, it, it could be any, it could be kids from Oakland. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 kids. I want us, I want us to take that trip together. Um, um, and, and, and I'm open to that. And, no and, doubt. And because when you, I tell kids this all the time, you shouldn't need a reason to be nice to somebody or, 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 or open up your heart to them. Yeah. If they, if they've extended their hand to you right? and you been nothing but, respectful to me you extended your hand you extended players one player in particular who i love um who's dear to me is elijah sandoff Elijah Sandal, um yeah. just i told his parents the other day i said man this is unique at sacramento we share a because he's a good player and I yeah, he's yeah, good absolutely. for you he's good absolutely. for me absolutely um but when there's never been like someone said they go hey what about chris and i said that's my guy man he's cool like you know he <laughs> he let me borrow some elijah and we, we work together because me and chris both realize it's for the betterment of elijah yeah not the betterment of chris or me and uh that being said i want to invite you and and we're gonna we have a lot to discuss uh, yeah yeah no but, doubt but, <laughs> uh, but we have till next june i want you to accompany me to ghana africa next year and, and, uh, and bring the so team make sure your passport not yeah it, yeah yeah i know <laughs> it is actually don't, shit don't i, don't need to go. Hey, I do need to check it actually <laughs> is hey, hey, we'll go deeper no warrant <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm good there i'm good there i, I check i check <laughs> but, but, but no chris i'm i'm serious and, and um i know you weren't expecting this and i was thinking about this uh the other day i said because she goes we need another team frank and i said you know what I know somebody just as crazy as me. Yeah, and if I tell if I tell him, he won't get scared. So, oh, just, no, uh, hell no. So this is <laughs> this is I want to do because it will lead to my next point. Is as minorities, we got to stop pushing each other down and, and just talking down to each other. A thousand percent can, agree. Can, can we? Can mm-hmm. we why can't we just lift each other up? And, and just embrace each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a different style than me. Doesn't mean it's better or worse. It doesn't. It's different. It's, it's different. different. That's right. Your walk in life is different. Yeah. So why would you be the same as me? But your passion for what you do is is no different than me. Oh. And because of that, like I said, we have to get a couple of drinks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and, we're going to fucking Africa. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, like, I'm going to embrace yeah, but, but, uh, <laughs> the culture out there. But uh, it's an experience that will change both of us, uh, Chris. I, I I hope you would bring your son. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, my, yeah. My, my son happens to play still, but still, he, he, he called me the other day and he said, Dad, you've shown me 
I can do anything I want in my life. That's great. And, and when, you, when your 17-year-old kid tells you that, like, you, you know things are moving in the right direction. Yeah. So, Chris, thank you for everything. And that's, um, I wanted to tell you, so we'll we'll get into another uh, opportunity to discuss yeah. that. But you are invited, and, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a great experience for All everybody. Right. Hey man, that's that's really on cool. And <laughs> no, I appreciate that. No, we will definitely talk about that. I'm definitely yeah, down to good. do that. Okay. So, so what good. um what about you? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Good, yeah, for me, uh shoot, you know what I um I actually I'm doing a podcast with, a, with some guys and called Heart of a Champion. And really what it come from is that I love people with untold stories and mm-hmm. anybody's story, people like you don't have to be an Olympian or world champion. Everybody has a story. To be honest, everybody yeah. walking this earth could write a book. Yes, but we want to help bring out find people's stories that's gonna move people to a place. I spoke somewhere a couple of months ago and at in Backerville, and I came off stage and this lady just walked up me and just hugged me. She was working at the bar. She was selling. <laughs> she said I had not planned. I I was just blown away. She said you, you what you said moved me. It made me, it gave me permission now to write my book. It gave me permission to, I don't know, that to me, that meant a lot to me. Um, and so anyway, so doing this podcast on Toast Stories, that's one thing. And then this thing here I think is more important. This next thing is that I, I do curriculum for schools. Mm-hmm. And out of all the things I've done, um, you know, all that means nothing if I can't help the next generation. So this uh, Aim High curriculum, it's a P curriculum on steroids. So it's helping is uh, it was some social emotional learning in it, so it's a message every day. It's a five week program, and so um, it's pretty much done. Get ready to launch, and so I feel that with so much happening in this world, the shootings, crazy stuff, we yeah. need to start. We need to get pro- proactive. I, I usually have my whistle with full court press. Yeah, we can't sit back in the zone. Oh, we'll sit back in the zone, wait till they miss and get the ball. No, we got to be intentional. <laughs> I like that. And this new generation, so it's a it's a basic movement. PE with some social emotional learning and so I have that read I can actually get that to you too yeah you please do no please do and so we, I feel like we just we gotta get to cause I feel like the third and fourth grade elementary kids they need to know that they that someone loves them they need to know you care cause if we don't all the shootings if you look at the last 12 shootings okay they there's some history of bullying not feeling worthy not making excuses but we need to now get into the ears of these young these kids second third fourth grade say you are love we care about you you we, we validate you so when i go to these schools and i'm speaking to these kids and this girl three-year-old boy said can you be my mom for the day a little girl <laughs> seriously girl said can you give me a hug they are searching in the, the depression and suicide in school yeah. so they're really what i want this program to be more than just by teaching basketball but also trying to help them say you know what i do matter you know i, I tell them i said there was, there was over seven billion people in the world and there's nobody in the world have your set of fingerprints. All you do, you be the best version of you. And so, so, so that's sort of the thing that I really hope to take off, not just in California, but all across yeah, the world. Yeah, no, that's because, great. Because I mean, I, I think we all agree we all share a passion for youth in this yeah. room, yes, right? Because yes. we all, that's, basketball's the vehicle, but our yes. tying, our, our our core passion is with helping the youth. And, I, and I, I've said this on the show, my big, reason of why i love and or i'm trying to i guess you know to a degree empower the youth not only just the basketball and i'm a competitor and i just freaking love basketball but um you know i got kids and my kids are growing up in this world and Mm -hmm. 
it's easy to sit back and say, oh, this should be different. This should be different. This should be different. It's different to be proactive and try to yes. invoke that change. You know what I mean? Basketball is just the vehicle in which I, I, I do it. Right. And I think what you're doing is. That's, and that's what my daughter, she's my daughter. She's uh, she said, mom, you know how you always say to the world, you might be one person yeah. or two in person. You might be the world. And she said, I just, she said to me, you know, you are my world, of course, but she said, I just love that you love to help. Now she's older. She said, I love you. love to help the next generation, help other kids. And, and that's to me, you know, the, the Walker stars, I got my Jersey retired at every level star on the ground on L street, star in, in Alabama mm-hmm. street named after me. None of that stuff mean nothing. If I can't inspire some young third, fourth grade, field grade and make them say, you know what? You know, I feel better about myself. Oh, I, you've given me some too. So really that's where my heart and soul is. It's to really be able to move them and just to get back and because they are our future. You're right. And yeah, now right. that I got, I have 11 year old and a 14 year old, I want them to know that, you know what? This world is big. You know what? But you can look at them. I want you to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I like who I see. I embrace all my imperfections, all the things that I'm okay. It's okay to not be okay. I don't have to be perfect. I'm not trying to be like anybody. Don't try to be like me. I say, you be the best version of you. And that's really what this program trying to portray how to be the best version of themselves through learning basic basketball stuff, but also, you know, I learned about, you know, who they are. Yeah. Because when you don't know who you are, when you lose hope, it's a wrap. You're right. Sorry. It's trying to instill some type of hope and just trying to stimulate something in them. Say, you know what? Yeah, I am somebody. You know, and with that being said, um, I'm going to be transparent about something. Um, my son, Elias, is 17 now, and um, we moved back. We moved here when he was uh, a sixth grader. He really... This year, senior year, will be his first full basketball season um, due to COVID and various obstacles. He broke his wrist in his freshman year. Um, he was struggling really bad with his mental health. And uh, something that just resonated with me, um, when I asked him, I, I, when he was struggling, I said, Elias, I said, do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. And he, he looked at me and just started crying. And mind you, he's he's 17 now, so he doesn't cry on a regular basis. And he looked at me after and said, I don't want to disappoint you, Dad. Mm-hmm. And and I hugged him, and we had some words. And, and he, thank God he's doing better. But what it, what it taught me was, because I listened to some podcasts after this um, when he was going through it, he said we... We have to stop asking general questions because teenagers don't talk a lot. If you just ask them like, hey, how was school today? I was fine. So you have to ask them a question like, what did you do in school today that really excited you? Because then they're going to have to act like you can't just say it was okay. You have to try to get them to discuss something that meant something to them. Then they go, well, dad, we were talking about space and how the stars when they line up and his eyes lit up and. It was, I learned, like I said, even as busy as I am, I'm always going to make time to have that communication with him because we have all the tools, right? FaceTime yes. and WhatsApp and mm-hmm. all these different tools. He knows. He goes, I, I go, I'm always going to be here, EJ. Like, mm-hmm. no matter, I don't care where I'm at, what podcast it is, you're my, you're my why. You've been my why for 17 and a half years. That only thing that changes the calendar and our conversations get deeper, and you start asking for more money now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely on that one. So, no, that's very cool, man. Well, I want to get to let's get to our hot takes. 
So, first hot take I want to talk about straight up. Um, and obviously, um, we've all seen the transition for this. Let's talk about the transfer portal and the NIL situation when it comes to college basketball, right? Um, you know, my thoughts on the transfer portal. Uh, we were talking about it with Zach. Um, I think it's good and bad. I think it has its pros and cons like everything else. Um, obviously, right now, it's kind of the wild, wild west because what I use or the term I used last episode, it's in its infancy. It's very new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think colleges, coaches, players, everyone's trying to figure out how to navigate it and um, do it the best way. Like one thing we learned when Zach was on the show is kids can actually go on the transfer portal without telling their coach. Remember he yep. said they, they could just wow. like kind of backdoor wow. their coach and do it. So them telling their coach is kind of like a formality. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, you get people on both sides. People are like, man, I love it. The kids got the power now. You know, they have decision-making power. Then you got coaches that feel like, well, I'm invested in you and you're betraying me. There's no loyalty, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, but again, the, counter argument from the player is well you can leave and get a new job and go anytime like so so there is valid points on both sides i just try to talk about it you know what i'm saying so do you guys have any thoughts on that transfer portal or whatnot well real quick my quick version i actually to me as they were thinking talking about this three or four years ago i knew there was going to be some hiccups there Mm -hmm. gonna be some issues but i i am glad that it's happening because the athletes need to be compensated but i knew it was going to get out of hand a little bit um. Oh, what my man, we talking about? Okay, the yeah. transfer. No, Tra- I'm just saying, bro. No, no, the you're tra- fine. I'm gonna go back to transfer. Yeah, the transfer. It, I I just think that I was talking to a coach. I can't remember who it was, but she was saying it is crazy. I think that gives them opportunity to go to a different school to do whatever. But I think they just needed to. Now they need to just manage it, mm-hmm. figuring out some other some stipulations. But I'm I'm happy it's there. Okay. But I think we just need to. They need to figure out so it don't just lose integrity of the game it just mm. get crazy yeah so I, so I think just need to figure out yeah. what the best way yeah and i'm no i'm glad it's there too i'm in total agreement with you there um, um did you have any thoughts yeah, on it yeah i was gonna say i'm glad i there's obviously some positives to it i think the one negative that comes to mind for me is it's caused people to make a very quick decision to quit on things true um and you and all of us know in this room, you're going to have to fight through some adversity in your life and some stuff that just doesn't make sense. And if you don't learn that trait, at some point, mm-hmm. life is going to put that right in front of you and, and hit you with it. And if you keep, you, you won't be able to run forever. You, you can do it at, at this level and certain things, but... Like I told a parent, if, if they were thinking about leaving to another program and, and they said, you're not mad, I said, no, I'm just, I said, I hope you find what you guys are looking for, though, because eventually it, he's going to have to fix this issue. And whether you think I'm lying or wrong or being too harsh, you can't run forever. It's something my son, he's never, I told him since he was a little boy. If you join something, barring a medical emergency or something like that, you will never quit anything as long as I'm around and I have a decision, you know, a say so on that because quitting is a non-negotiable for me in life. I, um, when my with my mom being an alcoholic and my dad not being around, quitting because life was hard at, at a little boy, as it, it no one gave me that option. Mm-hmm. But I'm thankful. That's why we're going to Africa. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what quitting is. It just means. I need to find a different way to get past that obstacle. So, oh, 
Mark, did you have anything? To, I mean, we talked uh, about it yeah, yeah, several yeah, times, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, if you, yeah, I don't have anything on yeah, that. Yeah. I know we talked about it, though. Yeah, me, I, to me, I think they need a situation like to um, Frank have a you know has a point that he quit so easily. But I think I don't know if each school look at every situation because. But uh, anyway, but I think that's this new generation. Yeah. They don't have the pedigree to just fight and endure and lean in. Mm. So that could be that could become a handicap. That could exactly. become an issue. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully, like I said, they like I said, having a discussion about it, trying to figure out the best way that to to, to bring a balance. Yeah, because there's because you know if you lean in anything, if you go too far one way or too yeah. far the other, it's there's there's just balance. There's yeah. balance. But like you said, bring a balance because like a friend, the the episode we had previous to you guys. With a Zach, he was a kid that transferred from San Jose State to Sac State, mm-hmm. and it worked out for him. Yeah, he actually yeah, ended yeah. up with a really good season, a mm-hmm. really good year, and and now he's potentially uh, uh, pro. Tr- trying out for pros. Yeah, he's going to uh, be in the um, NBA um, pre-draft workout, I think it is, so the summer league. So, you know, it worked out for him. Now, yeah. will it work out like that for every kid? Absolutely not, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, should we take away the ability to try? I don't think we should do that either. So. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about NIL. Um, we've all played college here. Um, I'm a firm believer that I'm actually, when they started announcing finally kids can get paid, mm-hmm. I was happy. I'm going to be honest. I, I, trust me, I wish I could have got paid <laughs> in college. You, you know, we know, we know the like, struggle of being a broke college athlete, right? <laughs> didn't so they, Didn't that take uh, Reggie Bush's Heisman away? Cause he, he yeah, because he, he, yeah, he, 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 he took his Heisman away. Yeah, they took Reggie Bush's Heisman away because he, like, I think someone gave him some money or gave him a little bit. took some money to get a house. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, you know, so because I've had guys on my show who were kind of the, I want to say, they're kind of the founders of making this happen, like Marcellus. Mm. Marcellus Howard. He's a really big basketball personality. He's one of those YouTube um, basketball famous, you know, all these kids are with TikTok yeah. and all. He was one of the, like founders of making that popular. You know what I mean? Now he couldn't he couldn't collect money directly from the school, but he's been on YouTube since he was back in JC because he played for me at American River. So okay. he um he was like one of those cornerstone guys of making basketball content, right? The funny stuff, the, you know, the basketball impersonations, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like he was one of the first ones to do that. And now his following's ridiculous. He's, you know, he's more famous than some NBA players. I'll be honest with you. Wow, like my kids crazy. know him big time. And now there's kids like Drifty J and some of those guys who have now become famous. Now, if you have a social media following or strong enough, mm-hmm. and now you're going to college, um, you you're gonna make money you know you can make serious money yeah angel exactly angel reese being a huge example of that um do i think that's bad no i i personally don't like you know to me it's about damn time personally but i mean i mean everyone's making money schools are making money um Mm -hmm. all the adults all, all the people that aren't even necessarily doing the work i mean they're they're making money why should i heard a story and i can't remember what athlete it was it was somebody might have been um, Campbell Walker. Somebody was telling how when they were in the March Madness tournament, they weren't always getting food because the uh, the cafeteria would be closed when their practice because they were the practices were so long. Um, when it was over, the cafeteria was closed already. So you're talking about a kid trying to win a national championship for a college. There's no food. He doesn't even know if he has food that night. Yeah. And um, so, yes, 
money should there's so much money going around these collegiate games and even high school games now kids should be because a lot of these kids are coming from areas i mean shoot i grew up in a rough area i was eating cereal for dinner sometimes it just yeah. that's just the reality of our life at that point yeah. um so i'm for it because mm-hmm. the money's there and the wrong people are absorbing the money and taking yes. that mm-hmm. and it's not fair to the people that are actually doing all the work and being left with yeah. nothing so I have a nuanced question. I, I wanted to ask you guys about it too, because we talked about it on the episode with Zach, but it's just something I think, I don't know if people have thought of this perspective, but I'm just curious of your guys on it. So now essentially you have thousandaire, potential millionaires walking around a college campus. Um, to me, there's a huge risk of that kid's safety. And I don't know if who does it fall upon to secure them in terms of should it be the college's duty to do it or should it be the player having an understanding of how they move? And this is what I mean. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to USC, like their campus or whatnot, right? Beautiful campus, you know, beautiful area. You go three blocks off of USC anywhere, you're in the hood. Like you're straight up in the hood. Like it's – you know what I mean? You're, you're, it's, you know, South Central, whatever, like you're in the hood. So imagine you have an Angel Reese at USC. Mm-hmm. I'm a brother from the gutter in in, in Compton. And I know you walking around with damn near $3 million, mm-hmm. a new Mercedes, all this stuff. I might be desperate enough to say, you know what? Let me grab me and some of the homies. Let's put some backpacks on. Let's pretend we college kids. Let's find out where this girl is that, and, and we gonna lick her. We gonna get a lick. We gonna rob her. If Kim Kardashian could get robbed, right in France by some old guys, it, it's safe to say. So that's why I'm like, you. It, it's a good thing the nil deals, but now you really do have like 19, yeah. 20 year olds walking around because you know what I mean. Like I know there's college security, but I'm gonna yeah. keep it a buck with you. My <laughs> that, that rent a cop didn't do shit at our stuff. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You know, you really have millionaires walking around school now. True. I think that can be a danger. Now, again, you got to hopefully have people in their corner that are saying, hey, we know you want to go to this party, but no, you can't do that. Like, oh, you want to do this? You can't do that. You know, but what if you don't? Right. What if because because we brought up examples of like the kid in New Mexico Mm -hmm. that got set up and had to um, uh, his name was uh, Mike Peak. Right. Yeah. Mark, if I got it wrong, because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. his one of his players went to that school, New Mexico State. He went to New Mexico State. Kid got set up, um, was basically ambushed, had a gun on him to protect himself, and he ended up killing somebody in self defense. Wow, you know what I mean? And most likely they saw him as a target. Why? Because he got some money. You see what I'm saying? But and it's so hard because today's generation they post everything. Yeah, and, and, and they don't hide like their success. So. I don't know if you can really control that because whether you're an athlete or not, let's say you're a YouTuber, like you said, yeah. and not even playing, and, and you hit it big and you do well. You definitely can't control, but I'm just saying, like, do you think the schools should come yeah. up with some type of? Okay, I, th- I think maybe you could put. Or maybe, do you put it more on the athlete? You know well, what I mean? I, like, I think it's a combination, but I think yeah. because they're still not full adults, like they haven't. This is their first. Some of them, it's their first environment where they're kind of on their own mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I think the school that there should be something in, because with I'm, the amount of money that's being floated around now, I'm pretty sure that the athlete, the coach, 
that each team have their own security. That the school yeah. have theirs. But obviously, if you're making three million, mm-hmm. it, it changes the narrative. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so he might. I don't. Then if you got your own, I don't know. Yeah, that probably something you think. You, like, you know, it's pretty tough. Like, like I, uh, what do we do about it? You know, that's just how my brain works. Because but I'm just, yeah, you have to. Hey, in order to win war, you have to think like the enemy for a minute. Yeah, you know. So I think that. <laughs> I'm just saying that's something, that's something to consider. So they might, you know, it might be something I think the school has to sort of be about security. But when they leave, then they pretty much, they own. might have to get their own. Yeah, because, you know, like, let's say, you know, basketball season's over, right? Mm-hmm. Angel Reese is just living life, you know, like at he, school, finishing he, her semester or whatever. Like, person. but that makes you a target. You know what I mean? It's scary, but I hate to, I just. It's a reality. I, yeah, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there are people, you know, there's people in desperate times right now. I know there's no solution, I'm saying. I'm just saying having the conversation because I'm hoping, you know, if anybody hears this, hears this or check clips this on YouTube or something, I'm just hoping that this is something that's thought about or looked at oh, now. Looked at. It, it, it yeah. definitely needs to be looked at because, like you said, these are, I mean, right now some unique, but this could be more commonplace soon enough as we got young creative minds mm-hmm. coming up and like LeBron said, it's more than just an athlete. Now mm-hmm. they're finding ways to impact um, with their platform and it's bringing lucrative money because the people that are giving the money see them as helping them promote their business or yeah. whatever their name is. So yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to keep giving these young kids who don't have a lot of business savvy and, yeah. and understanding of that part of communication. Um, you're asking a young person to say, yeah, here's three million, go in your room and be quiet for a while. <laughs> <You Right>. know, <laughs> I know before the three million, you had like three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> now so, just go chill out. Chill, like. yeah, just, just <laughs> and you're saying that to like a 19, 20 year old, 20, they're like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's a nuance to it. Mar- uh, Mark, did you want to no, speak on that again? No, I mean, I like I, said, like I said yesterday, like if you got, millions of dollars go buy a bodyguard like you know brawny is going to be on usc with two or three bodyguards yes so to me i think that's easy you got the money buy yourself a good bodyguard yeah and and, and some of these people like you know they don't they forget who they are and and yeah i just think of john moran we talked a little bit yeah yeah we're gonna circle on him a little bit yeah yeah. it's just um yeah there's no quick answer but i I just some i thought was pretty interesting to talk about hopefully people are having these conversations and then yeah i wanted to talk about the just the 2019 class and the the this weird culture of um of um you know athletes and guns and violence and just all that stuff. Oh yeah, get whatever you want, bro. <laughs> um, just no, just um the whole um I don't get it. You know, um, Mikey Williams is a example of this. Uh, you know, got a scholarship pulled um, allegedly. You know, shot a gun at a party. Um, Seventeen years old now. I think he's facing five years in in prison. I don't know if he actually, you know, murdered anybody. I hope not. Or you know, but um, it, it's it's a tough scenario. Um, I'm just curious if we have any thoughts about that. Like, you know, what's with these younger and younger guys trying to, you know, prove they're a part of this street culture, especially if you're not like guys. Because one thing I could say in my life which I found, you know, which I find interesting is when, when guys are from that type of situation, when they are from the, you know, street culture in general, right. They usually don't move that way. You know, DeMar DeRozan, he's a crip, you know, uh, um, Derek Rose, you know, Zach, uh, uh, Big Zebo, you know, Zach yeah. Randolph, he's a GD, all that, you know, all that stuff. They don't. John Wall? 
Yeah, yeah, John Wall. Like, they don't... When they get out that situation, they don't move that way. You know what I mean? They're actually pretty mellow, chill dudes. They're not the doing what Jaws out here doing or, you know, punching a, allegedly, I make sure for the, allegedly, uh, you know, punching uh, high school kids and, and, you know, trying to get into fist fights in the club and just, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a young thing. I don't know if it's a social media thing. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I don't know. But I, I, I would have said that I think it could very well be an environment thing. And, and <laughs> we, I have a kid, and like I said, I'm not going to use names today, yeah, yeah. Um, who may have a problem stealing. Mm. And, and and now to a regular person, you're like, okay, why are you stealing? He obviously doesn't have much, so he, he's been, been kind of brought along to think like when you don't have something, you just go grab it. And uh, so... With one vision, that, that's what I'm saying. We're way more than just, mm -hmm. hey, let's go hoop on the weekends and try to win medals. Like, I'm trying to help these young people see to grow in life, truly grow, you have to be able to see past your circumstances. And that's not easy when you're 17 years old, right? Because we could barely see five feet in front of us. Now you're asking me to think with my mind and not use my initial thought of survival at certain points. Um, but that's where we, as um, mentors and, and coaches mm -hmm. and train you know yes. uh, development coaches I, I like that term better mm -hmm. development coaches um as those people if you're not in that to help those kids learn the other part of life and we'll talk uh, there's a kid that we work with chris um that you and i both work with right now he's visiting colleges and i had to let him know when coaches reach out to you the proper response is not What's up, coach? <laughs> like, like, and and to me, I told him, "Hey, you, I, I could care less. I'm, I'm not giving you a scholarship, so right. it's okay." But I told him when they reach out, "Hi, coach, how are you?" Yeah. Now, keep in mind, the kid doesn't have a father, and it's just his mom who's working twelve-hour days. Yeah. So how often is she in the house talking like this to him? Yeah. So, but the, I was real proud of the kid because the next coach that reached out, "Hey, coach, how are you?" How is your program doing? And he's a great kid. So. Yes. And, and, and I, know you're, I know you're talking about and, yeah. and, and so when he did that, I said, I text him, I said, thank you. That's a quick response to what we said. It tells me you're actually listening. And that's why I'm going to keep calling coaches for you. Because you're trying to grow and get out of your circumstances and not use that as an excuse. And he didn't get mad at me when I told him. And and uh it, we it, we got to be willing to do those little extra things. Otherwise, I think we're in the we're in this for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Ruthie, you got any take on just the culture? The, you know, just I think guys to, trying to prove they hood. I don't. I don't. Know, I don't. Man. To me, all these guys, I'm assuming, have agents or manager or pot, whoever. You can't. They they are failing them when they don't say something. Say something or. You, you need someone that's gonna be like, hey, you know what? I understand. This is you shouldn't do this. Yeah. And someone that you listen to, they might have five people. It should be that one person. If it ain't the parents or the mom tell him you don't, but they need to have their manager. If you're a manager of someone or you someone that they trust, you got to tell them the truth. And you got to just be that. You got to be in their ear because it's your one decision away from prison, jail, yeah. or somebody dying. So yeah. I think that we just they just need somebody in their life that's going to be like, hey, you know what? That's just not the way to go. But yeah. people are afraid. Cause they don't want to lose that job. They yeah. want to get that check. Yeah, right, right. But you gotta, if you care about them, you gotta speak the truth. So you need at least one person in your life so that 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 can help you. I guess, like they say, it's kind of important the circle you keep, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. It does. It is. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have a fix for it. I don't even have a pulse on it because 
again, like we're older. So I guess my, what I, I just remember when guys got out, that's, you know, that, that was the point. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't to, uh, try to fight my way back in. You wanted to get out and, you know, do better for yourself. So I, I don't know. Hopefully those brothers do better and pray for them. And, you know, cause, them, yeah, cause, cause you know, they're, they're, they're young, man. Like that's, you know, the, 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 the crazy part, they're young, you know, like, um, like my producer, Johan, he's a young cat, you know what I mean? And, and we have a lot of good conversations and stuff like that, where I try to, you know, speak on, speak to him and, and give him advice and things like that. But I think he's doing a phenomenal job because if you look at his, you know, if you look at his media work, he does great work for me. And, 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 and what I say for him, cause, um, uh, I'm like, thank God he's, he doesn't have a quote unquote job. He has this business. Cause I text him and call him like, Hey, you available this time? You available this time? Like I don't give him enough notice. I know I don't, but he's always like ready and things like that. But it's like, it's for me, it's great seeing him do something like this. Right. And he's successful at it. And I don't see him now saying, okay, I'm making my money on this media stuff. Let me go, get into a club and get into a fight you know let me pull a gun on somebody i just can't it it just had to be steps before that happened you know what i mean i wish someone would um would grab these guys you know early you know what i'm saying and um johan we do see you so (laughs) appreciate you young man Uh, first time meeting you appreciate the work you do sir yeah. Um, Mark, go ahead ahead. i want to ask you a question do you think there's more chaos or more i was well crimes (laughs) In football or basketball, you don't know. I was. I'll say this: I think there's more domestic violence crimes in football, yeah. and I want to say there's more. If I'm going to use the proper term, street, fake street, tough, fake tough, guy. tough guy <laughs> bullshit yeah. in basketball For crime. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. the funny part. This is the thing. So I used to box, right? That was my main sport before. Yeah, I, oh, I was okay. a, I was a boxer. Got my nose broken a couple of times, but like, yeah, like Sweet I was. P. Lou, yeah. Lou <laughs> I was I was a boxer and basketball, and those are my main ones. And wrestling, I did wrestling too. And um, funny one thing you learn in boxing is actually being a bas- like having the, this body of mind is not built for fighting. That's the funny part I, I laugh and say about it when these basketball players like to get in fights. Our bodies aren't really built for it. That's why I like some of the better fighters are short, compact guys. Like Floyd Mayweather is a great example of that. Like if you meet Floyd in real life, he's like this tall. Like he's not he's not like but but he's it's it's actually built for combat because the one thing you learn, first thing in boxing you learn is footwork. Before you even learn hands feet, like how to move your feet, how to move at an angle. And then the second thing you learn is this is your offense and defense. Mm -hmm. So when I have a longer arms, yes, I can reach you, but it's much, it it takes a longer trajectory to get back to becoming my defense. When you have short arms and you're shorter and compact, when you're, it comes right back. You just boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? So like, that's why Mike Tyson was such a great fighter Mm -hmm. because Yes, it was a heavyweight, but most people don't realize Mike Tyson's like five eleven. You yes. know what I mean? He's not, I don't even think, I think he's barely touching six foot or whatever. But he was this compact, compact. powerful, strong guy. So uh-huh. when I see basketball players out there trying to like fight, <laughs> I'm like bro, you re- they were really not built for this. Like yeah. just chill out, just hire some bodyguards. You're an NBA <laughs> player, just let them do the work. You know what I mean? Like I don't get it. You know, like we're not really. 
I, I'm just being real. We're just not built like that. You know what I mean? Now, can they learn to fight? Because there's a couple uh, NBA players who are, like, legit fighters, like, because yeah. they're, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I just I don't get this whole concept of trying to prove we're tough. But, yes, that's why I say when it comes to Hoopers, and I want to say it's because we're seen more, mm-hmm. right? They see us more, our faces. You could be the – I could be the 15th guy on the Sacramento Kings right now. And I still have a huge following just because yeah. people know would know my face, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Football players, and I, I only know this because, so my younger brother is an NFL player. He actually is, he holds the record for being on the most NFL teams in football no history. Yeah, his name's Joshua Johnson. Just played with the 49ers that's this your, last that's year. Brother, that's my younger brother. I, oh, you know that? I didn't, I didn't know that was your brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw you during the, the uh, playoffs this year, but I didn't know that was your brother. Yeah, that's my younger brother. So, okay. so like... He's always been a backup quarterback. So he's very well known in Oakland, right? He's a hometown kid. We all know him. But is he known, like, let's say, in the mainstream? Mm-hmm. No. You know, to a degree he is, but not because he's yeah. a backup quarterback, right? Yeah. So football players have helmet syndrome. A lot of people don't know them, yeah, exactly. right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't have the notoriety. Mm-hmm. So I think because of that, some of the stuff they do happens more in home, right? Because basketball players have all this notoriety. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, especially for younger guys, clout's a drug. You know what I mean? It's a drug like anything else to me. Clout's a drug. You know, when when you become, when you sign that NBA check and you're now a household name, you know, let's say you're a likable name. You don't even have to be necessarily a great basketball player like a Taco Fall mm-hmm. or um, Caruso. You know, Caruso. These, are, these are people that, that are very likable. You know what I mean? Like people just universally like them. But they're, are they the greatest basketball players ever? No, they're solid. But, you know, it's like now you want to go out. You want to go to these public places. But what you're not recognizing is there are other people in those places that they hate you because of what you are. They they want to test you. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so I've heard all kind of crazy stuff or crazy shit like uh one of my kids who i used to coach he's a famous rapper now his name's db about a bag all the kids know him or whatever but he's had conversations with me where he tells me like dudes are like oh man i want to meet db about a bag i can't wait to beat his ass like they like they go to his <laughs> concerts ready to fight him oh my God. or take his chain or you know because it's about they want that clout so crazy. I don't know man I, it's such a weird circumstance right now well, we live in a society where mm-hmm. You know, like we can't see other people winning if we're not winning, mm-hmm. and like I said, that's those things got to change because people above us or quote unquote, you know, people with money that control certain things in life, they love that we fight with each other so much because that's why we're yeah. never able to progress as as a society or our culture because we're too busy fighting with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other people with the money, they're not worried about us because one or two of us might slip through and, and, and go to school at Harvard or whatever and, and do something. But the rest of us, we're still on the bottom ground fighting each other. And none of us have even amassed that far. But we can't because our brothers are trying to take our legs out mm-hmm. as soon as we get somewhere. Yeah. So what can we do? And, and that's really, Chris, like, first of all, you inviting me here. And then me inviting you to Africa is because I want, regardless of our background, regardless of our race or anything like that, we just got to start helping each other because the more, it's like this one vision, the one, it, it that was specifically because one, like a fist. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's I, I myself, I can go out there and do certain things, but I'm only one person. If we get everybody on board and then we get mm-hmm. YBA and, and these other programs and we just start forming this like powerhouse, I know what you're trying to do with the shoe circuit. Yeah, yeah. Like if we can do that and stop worrying about who gets the credit, then we got, hey, we just got five kids from Sacramento all got D1 offers. Their lives changed forever because of this um, circuit now. We should be congratulating you. Like the kid that we're talking about going, hopefully signing it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I told you, I say, I don't need to be in the front of that line when the kid signs. The kid signs, we all played a part in that. Mm-hmm. Why can't we all celebrate that together? Yeah. Ego. Yeah, I hate and, to say it. It's just yeah, and, ego. And, and, and that's something, and that's really why I want to work with Ruthie and, and let people know, as a man, I don't need to be in front of her. I, I, she's done more than me in life, and that's I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, not that she like makes me feel that way, but I'm just saying, Ruthie, it's your turn to be in front. You've earned that right. I'm going to let you be there. I'm comfortable being fourth, fifth, or sixth. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that you have me on your team and, and consider me an integral part of your team, that's enough for me. I don't care what the world thinks. Very cool. So, I um wanted to talk about uh back to the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um like I said we got got like two or three more things and we're out of here, right? Um I wanted to talk about uh what I've been re- recently seeing and Mark maybe you've seen this too, but you know um WNBA players getting cut or um you know not enough positions, you know what I mean? That's that's where I say I think you have yeah. a great idea with making another team. I do think Sacramento oh, yeah, no, deserves it's, another It's been a conversation. Team. I think um I know at least they they could use. I know the Warriors been talking about a team. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't hurt to have a team here and a team in Oakland too. I agree. So totally so we definitely easy short three teams, maybe four, because a lot of great players this year did not make it. They didn't cut. make it. Yeah, they got uh, cut. They got cut. So a lot of them will probably go overseas. But yeah. to me, it's just that you know they they should just get more teams because a lot of players. And then I was surprised at some of the names. They got cut. And, yeah. uh, and so a lot of them was uh, – so they'll probably go overseas. But definitely I think the WNBA, they need they need even a better – this year was actually when the, with the Aces winning last year, mm-hmm. it boosted up the rating. Yes. So – but uh, I, I still think more visual on TV, TV games. And so cause a lot of people in Sacramento don't even know there was a league still because we don't have any games here. Right, right. you're right. So, but I think I think within – I think three more teams would be great and that uh, – those players that they won't have to cut those good players because we want to keep it sharp and strong. Yes. But there's the enough solid players that can still make you know. Can I can, can I ask you and and again you know I don't mean this in any type of offensive way or anything. I just want to have the question. Um, you know, there's always the conversations of uh, adjusting the league to make it more mm-hmm. marketable. Um, you know, I, I've heard things of shortening the court, lowering the rim, all, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Just curious of your thoughts on it. That's all. Uh, at one time, I thought maybe lowering the rim, mm-hmm. but I I don't I disagree. It's okay. Like shots will be everywhere. Okay. We've been shooting so long in that. You know, they they made the ball small, and we struggled because we play internationally, mm-hmm. and we came in with a ball that was heavier than a debit. We would more turnovers, the game looked sloppier. Yeah, they've adjusted some now, okay. but the lower the rim will be a disaster. Okay, um, they the three point line they might. I don't know. I bet most players will say keep it as it is. Right. Definitely not lower the rim. Keep the three point line and say this is what I think should add to the game. Okay, I think we need a, a, a shot for four points. Wow. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. 
I know they doing some like a further distance. I think they like doing something that's uh, athletes unlimited. Mm-hmm. They doing some things, but I think a four, maybe a five, I don't know. I think it'll be a different. I think it's time. I'm like, well, we, ABA does that. They do? Yeah, like yeah. you know, they because I played in the ABA. That's when I first started. So um, yeah, that would be good. If you it. if you got a steal, um, like in a half court, let's say you're pressing, you got a yeah. steal in a half court. They this red light would come on, and it, they had the shot if you took a three, it was worth four. I like that. It was crazy. Like, yeah, they did that. That. That's why if you look oh, at final right. ABA scores, the scores are like super crazy. It's like 163 to like. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that like, player yeah. needs to be rewarded. Right. <laughs> so be rewarded for stealing the ball and going down and scoring. The yeah. So that's a real true Howard Curry. That's a real. That's an old Hardwood Curry story. <laughs> yes, when I played in the NBA. But no, because um, yeah, my path to getting to the overseas was i played every semi-pro circuit there was pbl iba aba whatever i could because i went to college in chicago so i did all that but no i was just yeah curious yeah, i think, on your yeah, I think to me i was bet if the players had a choice they would go back with the regular ball than the wnba so okay you'll play and, then, and, and, and i okay. think i just think like we talked to earlier about giving them a platform to ex- like express themselves even beyond just being athletes like I, we, I mean, LeBron, Steph, everyone knows who those people are. Yeah. Not just because of like what they do for the NBA. Like they've, like Michael Jordan. I'm a big fan of him, but he didn't talk much. He, his, he was marketable, but he didn't talk on uh, tough subjects, and he didn't want to. Well, you know, a lot of that was just. He wanted to make money. Let's just no, keep no, it real. No, you know what I mean? He, he, he ain't saying the no, word. He, he wanted to make. All he gonna do money. is breathe. If is I that, say something. I'm charging. Exactly. Yeah, no, no. And, and so when people want to tear, like, and I'm a big LeBron fan, I, I just said, who? Can, maybe he's, he's not better than Michael. What? The fact that he's in the conversation, yeah. that's yeah. enough. Yeah. You, you're, you're in a conversation with arguably the best player ever. They're questioning whether you're better than him, uh, and you can go back and forth. It's opinion how you look at things, but you're in that conversation. You're doing, you're doing the right things. Yeah. 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 Did you have anything or any no. thoughts on that one, Mark? No, I'm a Kobe guy, so. <laughs> Ooh, Black Mamba. Okay, Black Mamba still, still alive. He is definitely a comedy. No, that, and that's just, you know, something I think because um, um, I enjoy women's basketball. You know, I, I like I said, I have a daughter. You have your daughters, you know, uh-huh. playing hoop now. And, and I do want to see it grow. It, you know, I've. I've had a previous episodes where I've had this same conversation, you know, um, talking to college hoopers and different women. I'm just, I wish I could come up with a clear cut solution to help it, but obviously there, I, there isn't one. I, I, I think, think to me, having when the, the monarchs are here, we did a lot of community stuff. Yeah, and now these you guys girls, did, and we were we were reachable, we were accessible, and now these little girls, like man, the dreams I could see myself there, and I think to me that's. You know, and I know they do it in the other cities, but not as much. We were really high ranked for it. Once high ranked, we did a lot of community stuff. Yeah, I know. I um, remember. And so I think to me, that's what they need. The, the one we need a team, they need that. And then just to get the women, get more TV time and um, and definitely get more teams. You know, I'm like, the NBA got plenty of money. I don't even know what to hold up. I don't even know. <laughs> like, what's the hold up? Like, seriously, like, what's the why? Okay. Right. Like, a quick question for you. Do you do any work with the WNBA today? Anything with far as like marketing or the marketing of the game? We 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 have a Taj McWilliams is probably the first person in that position to understand. Before they try to 
They didn't want anything hard to do with former players too much. Okay. It was slow, but Taj McWilliam, now we do a lot more because she's sort of, she's a little bit younger than me, but she and I seen me ever. So they're trying to make some changes. I, I do feel it now. I do feel it like they're just, they're not just hugging her. They're getting us really squeezed. So yeah, they're yeah. trying their best okay, to, to include. Because you know Teresa Weatherspoon. Yeah. Everybody remember the half-court shot she yeah, made. Yeah. And she she she's um she coaches with uh, the New Orleans team. The Pelicans, yes. or, or yeah, Pelicans. Right. she yeah, like yeah. a player yeah, development. Yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. But she's her energy. Like players still love her. The, the fans want to know what does she doing. They they would love to see her. So we've talked about ways we can come back and bring the players in. But the t- we the, we're closer to it with Taj. Before they don't want to hear. And, and you see that the, the NBA, like they do that with their old players. A lot. The, like, they do like, a lot uh, more uh, the old players. So, so that's why you know even like people like me that know older players, you still see these people. On the with the All Star Weekend, they celebrate these guys, and that's where we're. Like I said, the women's game, they're not doing that for you guys. They're not they doing weren't. Enough. They're not doing enough. So that's why kids today, when I say, "Oh, your name," they're just like, "Who's that?" You, you know, it's because they're not celebrating you the way men do. So this that. new generation. When I retired, some of these players are like four years old. I'm like, <laughs> I've been retired now like sixteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. It definitely need more. So, like I said, we push. And actually, some of the players, like Teresa uh, Arrowwood, some of the players like, you know, I don't care. But if, as the, but if we, like the, the soccer team that fought for the rights, and I'm, I'm willing to do it, but a lot of players say, you know what, forget it. I, yeah. I ain't got time. I ain't got yeah. the energy. But you got to have They're just get, living life now. They're just living it. life. Yeah, They're yeah. like, you know what, we good deuces. But it's not so much. It's just the principle. Some my dad would say, if you're taking life with you some principles, you want to carry a suitcase full of rules. Nice. So there's a time to fight and there's a time to walk away. Yeah. And there's time to be, you know what I'm saying? Not fight, fight, but there's no, a no, time. No, no, I just advocate t- for yourself. Advocate. Like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. okay to have a voice. It's okay to advocate. Because you're advocating for the next generation, you know. So, But, uh, but yeah, I think we definitely, like I said, uh, need more teams. I, I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have a solution. But one thing I definitely, I try to help. Because so, so, you know, uh, Ted, Coach Ted. Um, you know, uh, he helped me when we um at the camp too with uh Carte and whatnot. But yeah, I'm yeah. sure you would know Ted if well, you saw him. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you. So he's a women's coach and he's um uh, at college right now. And he has um he's been on the women's side for a very long time. He was a women's coach at Jessup. He's he's done West Coast Elite. He was AAU coaching here. He's done a lot. And so we talk. We have a lot of these conversations because um one thing that. This is kind of just a weird epidemic of um, girls just quit sometimes. You know, they just That's wake up one day and just yep, quit. Sure and I don't, you know, it's like when I, because we have a women's side in YBA and I'm always, you know, I don't coach it directly, but I train some of the girls I talk. I always try to keep them encouraged, especially if they're discouraged. Or I say, hey, no, 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 don't quit. Like, I just don't know why, hey, you know. A lot of time, okay, so a lot of girls are quitting from basketball to volleyball. In the last three, four years, a lot of players from basketball to volleyball, the players get burned out. They don't have, now with our team here, they don't, they have no dream. They don't have a landing zone for their dreams. Right. They're, you know, their dreams is just like, oh, okay, just floating there. But, like, there is, like, can I, is there, a, you know, a place that I can go? And so a lot of them just losing hope. And I think a lot of two, it not it, you sort of got to talk about it. one of the reasons I would say don't quit. I say you know what, you may play, you may not. It's about don't be so quick to just quit. Like why are you quitting? Or you not feel you know. So I feel like with a team, you got to make it an experience. You might be zero and twelve. I know I've had coaches, uh, parents say, 
Or coaches, what do we do if we one in fifteen? How do you motivate? I said, you gotta create small goals. You gotta say, you know what? Don't worry about the school board, right? Don't worry about that. I'm gonna focus on you gotta get them to just say, you know, find something individually that they're doing it to win. I want you to get if you get three rebounds, you get two steals, you get something. Because the, the school board may not show it yet. So they feel like if we suck and why should we even they don't want to play anymore. Right. They don't but feel like so a lot of them go into softball too. A different other sport than basketball. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's a societal issue, and I think you brought up good coaching. Because as a coach, we need to celebrate the 12th player as much as we do the first player. Because you, you've you all heard this before. We're only as good as our 12th player. Yeah. You know, if You're we, as strong as your weakest link. Yes. There you go. And, 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 with, yes. And, with that, and with that being said, is we everybody wants to celebrate the uh, Andre Stokovic. We, we want to do that. And... and I have a kid on his team, um, his team that played for me, um, Owen Obaldo. Mm-hmm. Who most people would, I, I asked three coaches if they knew who he was. Nobody knew his name. He just committed to West Valley the other day. Um, I helped facilitate that, but he he played for me and he played with such a fire and a and a chip on his shoulder. And when he committed, West Valley coach Yoshikawa was they're so happy to have him and. When I told him, when I, I, I asked a, a Coach Matt who you had on the show recently, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I asked him, I said, Ono Baldo. Never heard of him. I said, West Valley Junior College. One of the best ones in the, in, in the state. He just committed there. Nice. And, and, he, and he said, he said be, and he said, how? I said, because I saw something that most people didn't, but the main thing I saw was he wasn't playing in the shadow of a kid like that, Andre. Yeah, it's it, tough. It's yeah, tough yeah, because tough. you do get exposure because he's gonna bring certain talented teams to their schedule. But just the last name alone is gonna. It, it's like get some people. Your yeah. dad didn't play in the NBA like his yeah, dad did. Yeah. So I told him when we were going through the recruiting process and he was getting frustrated, I said. It's just a matter of a time, and we'll need one coach to believe in you. Mm-hmm. And that kid, man, he was in Cabo this weekend celebrating his graduation. Oh, nice, and nice. Uh, he called me the other day, and he just said, Coach, I just want to tell you, thank you for believing in me. That's and, what it's and, about, and, man. And it's, it's not, we don't, every kid's not going to be Andre. So we, yeah. not, we all don't get mm-hmm. that opportunity. Yeah. But helping a kid believe in themselves, whether they go to college or not, yeah. That that could be a life changing moment for them, and 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 what you do with personal development, it, it, it anything we do because not all these kids have this at home. Yeah. I mean, he 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 grew up in El Dorado Hills. He drove a Tesla to practice, so <laughs> so he wasn't like right. he was hurting right. on that front. But he lost his identity when he didn't think. He goes, "Is it over, Coach?" And I said, "It's not over until your eligibility's over." Mm. We're not even close to that point yet. Mm-hmm. And so when he, he said, Coach, you know, it was like, we got to go celebrate. And I said, you know, we, people were taking pictures. And he goes, come here. And I, I said, no, you take the picture. This is your moment now. But he goes, you help me. It's This is your moment, Owen. You step in that light now because you did all the work for 18 years. And I came along the last two years. It doesn't give me the right to try to share your light. I was ready a player, and then that, and I was chasing the light at that point. Now I'm trying to lead people to that light. When they get there, I don't need to step there with them. It's it's their moment. Very cool. I um just have two more things to ask you guys, and then we're out of here. Obviously, okay. this has been a a very good show and a good um and I'm, thank you. you know thank you for hanging in there with me. Yeah, I know we all got things to do in life to get back to. Um, so well, I want to get to um. 
respectfully, disrespectful for you guys who've been watching, you know, this segment. Um, the first thing I want to ask you guys about, and this is mainly speaking to Sacramento culture, um, Sacramento AAU culture between trainers, coaches, clubs, seems to be a lot of hate in terms of somebody's always hating on each other, speaking bad on each other, or, you know, some type, some, you know, and again, I say it's all subjective. One person could look at a kid and think he, he or she sucks. And another person could look at that same kid and think he or she has something to offer. That's okay. I'm not, I'm not saying people sh aren't allowed opinions. You absolutely are. But I think when you're actively speaking bad about another person to try to make yourself look mm -hmm. better. And, uh, and we know that, I always try to keep it a buck on this show. That's why I call it about that life. We know the biggest motivation why people do that is money, right? right. If, if I can take five kids from him mm -hmm. and lace it in my pockets and now he's five kids broke, right? You know, like that's, that's the mentality some of these people have. Um, I work a normal job, so I don't, <laughs> you know, I, everybody know I work UPS. So I'm out here grinding in a warehouse most nights. So At, at 3 a.m. on Instagram Live, at 3 a.m. <laughs> right. So it's like, but then again, like my boy Mark here, his livelihood is in his company. He's invested in himself big time, um, his training, his media company. So I know how much he takes it to heart and seriously. Mm -hmm. So it does bother me if people are hating on him or something like that. I haven't personally experienced that, but if so, he's told me stories, it's like, mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that's a good thing. I just, um, I guess I'm just overall curious of what you guys think about that, of this culture of basketball and in Sacramento and, and that atmosphere. And then, us, honestly, if there is any type of solutions that could possibly happen. A comment real quick. I just, it, it's unfortunate, I think, a person that, you know, everybody working hard and for you to, and you got people that do that insecure. And then you got a lot of kids I've that, that played for or been around people like that even they 11 12 years old can see that in the adults or the coach so yeah. it's just to me it's sad and it's you know it's a character flaw it's a it's, it's an insecurity and so um to me i think that solution somebody else that knows just you just hey just say watch me work right <laughs> in the game right. somebody you know you had that with a team you're playing you know you gotta you know that's been animosity from i think you just do your thing if you mature enough and just like hey you know what they do what they do but i'm doing what i do and i know that's sort of a straightforward but that's to me that's a simple way yep. and that's just how I, how, I, how I manage stuff like that i can't control what people think about me can't but i control what i do you know what i'm saying like hey yep. what you think about me don't go on my record nothing you think and say don't have to hinder me if i allow it to so say what you want i'm gonna use it as a tool to just elevate myself it was stories it's a story about this mule was throwing dirt they threw this mule in the hole and was throwing dirt on his mule. His mule was minding his own business in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, the guy was laying, throwing dirt, and all of a sudden, they walked away laughing. And all of a sudden, they looked back and saw the mule was out the hole. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> this mule was using the same dirt they were throwing on him to elevate. They were stepping on it, putting it on their feet, and it was raising them up. Raise yeah. Nice. So I think you just take negative things and just like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to not, I'm not going to let it rock my boat. I'm going to keep my power. I'm just going to don't even entertain it. Just like, hey, you know, I'm doing what I do, and just uh, like a little small kid on the ground kicking around, just ignore it. Well, like, and, and <laughs> it's just being true to yourself, right? Yeah, like, just being yourself. consistent. I, I'm, I'm a big, firm believer. If you're consistent, um, regardless of what people think or say, um, people have to respect it. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? That's like, true. you know, and and obviously, if they cross in that line of disrespect, that's a whole other 
subject, but right. I'm just saying, like, if, if you're consistent in who you are and what you do, right, wrong, or indifferent, people will respect, yeah, respect where you're coming from. You exactly. know what I mean? Did you have any insight on this one? I actually do. Um, as my program's growing um, substantially in the last uh, six months, um, mm-hmm. I almost shut down last year because uh, the mental health issues of my son being a priority in my life and my grandmother my basically my hero passing away in august um i had a a person people working with me last year in the program and i didn't realize um they were destroying the program from the inside out but i was so consumed with some of the personal issues in my life that i couldn't see these things and i i, I i'm the bad side of is i always want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt like of course like like i'm still blaming they made a mistake and i'm blaming myself for the mistake right. and um as i was going through this i was learning about certain things and that one thing i realized sometimes in life you do have to put your foot down and say the disrespect has to stop now because if you once you've crossed that line i, I can forgive you as a christian but i can't forget the way you're moving and um, thank God um, I was able to get past those rough times. My son's doing better, which is a, a blessing. Um, but the people I have now, uh, Re being, like I said, my uh, co-director, um, a woman, um, she has gave me so many inspirational conversations. She's helped me um, when I was kind of steering off path. And I could sit here now and say the problem I saw here in Sacramento is it's hard to trust people. Yes. Like, like literally, like you could literally say, here, guy, uh, here, anybody, here's a hundred bucks. Hopefully this will help you pay your bills and, and move, uh, pay your gas or whatever. And they'll say, why did you give that to me? And, and just get crazy with your, I, I just gave you a hundred bucks. Why are you mad at me? But this is what I hope with the, with the offer of Africa, Chris, and the stuff that we've already done already is I want to change that narrative. I'm from the Bay. Uh, working at Google and growing up in Silicon Valley, people of power have people, great support systems. Yes. And, and that's how they're able to elevate themselves because the support system's so great. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do that, and people were just like, nah, bro, you ain't from here. We, mm-hmm. ain't, we ain't feeling you. And I, I don't want to be honest, um, just as a player too, the color of my skin always made people question how I got to certain places. And I said, you know what? Your insecurities, mm-hmm. I, I pray for you because you know nothing about my past, yet you want to judge what you see on, on the exterior of my body. Um, so as mm-hmm. a society, can we just stop hating on each other? Yep. And can we just, like, even as someone said, well, Chris is your competitor. I said, no, he's my brother. Mm-hmm. And, and, exactly. and he's doing the same thing I'm doing. Yes, and, and there's so many kids, and I'll just finish with this. The table's so big, all of us can sit down and eat table, at it. Know, but, but why you got people that, that are saying they're moving seats and say, there's no more seats, buddy. Because <laughs> I took eight of them, and, I, and I'm eating all this food here. And the problem is... Um, most people I've found here are play- uh, they they've never mastered the game of checkers, mm. and I've already moved on to my second chessboard. And, and, and as you move there, you realize your greatest competitor in life is you. Yeah, and 
understanding doing for others without expecting anything in return yeah. that's a game changer a, a mindset changer i say a separator yes. and that's why i said today when some will say why would you let chris come with you and steal your mom i said still my still, still my moment this is no that's gonna work no, no, but okay no, 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 no. no and, but that that's the simple mind <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and i said you know what you know how many people live in africa and how many people need help? I can't do it alone. So I bring my brother, and this is only the beginning because I have, trust me, I, I'm the crazy guy that has like a lot of ideas that <laughs> most people don't want to discuss. That's but good. Just like Steve Jobs said, you have to think different. If you think the same, mm -hmm. we would all work nine to five, yes, be sir. bored, and, and live in a box that the government wants us to live in. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know what? I'm mm -hmm. done living in a box. How about we try living in some open space mm -hmm. with n nothing in sight except opportunity and, and things to be written still mm -hmm. and changing history. How about that? Amen. How about that Sir. life? Amen. You know? Amen. Um, do you guys have any, well, this will be my last question before we do our shout outs and get out of here, but do you think, um, do you, do you guys think or have any idea what could be done to help maybe bridge some of these gaps? I mean, for me personally, um, this show is one way I try. I, 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 <laughs> like, agree, I agree. This show is one way I try because he knows. I say it every episode. I'm like, hey, if you don't, I I literally put a challenge out there for people. Like, hey, if you don't agree with the things I'm saying, if you um don't like YBA, if you think. You know, I'm just some conceited, light-skinned asshole. Like, sit down on the couch and or sit on the couch and let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, just let's have a conversation about it. Because I, I guarantee, if you most likely talk to me, you'll come away like, okay, I can respect where this dude's coming from, and I can respect where you're coming from. I can, I really try to challenge myself to not live in an echo chamber. So, I, because I don't need people to just tell me I'm right all the time. Yeah, I need people to hold me accountable. My friends do. My close yeah, friends really. do. Um. But I try to do things to bridge these gaps. This show, um, working with Mark, um, our friendship, he, you know, uh, working with other coaches, other trainers. Like even right now, you know, I'm working with Ryan from Touch Shooting right. um, because I have my teams on the Adidas shoe circuit. So I put his freshmen on that platform along with me. And his, his team is called Team Touch. So it's like I literally put, quote, basically for all better intents and purposes, a, a competitor in my, on the platform that's meant for me you know what i mean just because and i and his head coach came from yba came from me i introduced sam to ryan and they hit it off and 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 i'm proud of them their team's doing well they're about to go to south carolina wow. and play in the in this tough event with me i'm taking my 17 guys to south carolina like mike and elijah and all those guys mm -hmm. so it's I try my best, you know, to work with everybody, but I know a lot of people have their own angles or like you said, they have a misconception and thinking, you know, Oh, Chris just wants to take this or do I, I don't try to take or do anything. I just want to help. And, um, I do recognize I am a lot and you know, a lot of, a little bit of luck, a little bit of business savvy, a little bit strategic things put me in a position of where I'm in today. Like, um, like you guys are here in this in this facility. Like we're lucky enough to have being an AU club with a facility. You know, we have seventy teams in our club. You know, seven hundred kids, seven hundred plus kids. When you guys came here early, you saw all the things going on here. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it, it it's hard. You know, but it's it's 
it's a good challenge that I've embraced and, and I, but I try to use everything I can in my resources without stretching myself too thin mm-hmm. to help the community of and basketball community in Sacramento. So I don't know. I, it's just a long winded way of saying I'm trying my best. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. so too. I think it's, it takes everybody and definitely platforms like this and spaces like this to talk about and have conversations. And like I said, life is too precious to just go <laughs> around have animosity, pointing the finger, trying to hurt people. I said, we all, you know, so I just say, keep having a conversation, your honesty and transparency and, and allow people to say, Hey, if you have a problem, let's talk about it. That'll say, I know everything. Don't talk to me. Talk to the hand, yeah. but creating a space where people can talk. I think that's a great start. Thank you. Definitely. And I'm going to say something that, a lot of people don't like admit mistakes um, or, mm-hmm. or or missteps in life because why? We, we all want to pretend we're living these perfect lives, right? Instagram is a great microcosm of the percep- uh, perception of perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, uh, we played Chris last year, um, and I was fairly new to start playing in bigger tournaments and more opportunities. And Chris... Man, he gave it to us. <laughs> and I had to sit there and just take that. And I remember looking over, and they were kind of laughing, and they were looking at and me. When I coach, I'm crazy. Like uh, Chris You're passionate. You're passionate. I'm passionate. And I'm still coaching my guys. We're down 30-something or whatever, and I'm still – and my kids like, Coach, look at the score. And I said, okay. I said, if you don't want to, play, if you think the score told you the game's over, and we had like ten minutes left, take my jersey off and, and, and go in the stands, cause I'm I'm building something. And for you to say, and so what I was gonna say is, that day I was upset with Chris. I was thinking like. Like I don't like this guy, man. He just, <laughs> he just, he just. I got to this big stage finally, and then he's just gonna whoop me like that. But the thing was, and that all these people were telling me things about Chris and YBA, and they still players and all this stuff. And I and I sat back and I and I said, you know what, Elijah, that issue came up, and his parents, and and we finally had a conversation. And I said, you know what, like you said. Nothing like I thought, not the perceived thought of who I thought he was and what I was told, not even close. <laughs> and so I can sit here and say, you know what, keep doing what you're doing because you know this. If we're doing something right, of course people are going to be talking yeah. because they're they're jealous that they're not in that position. And, and, and so I just applaud you for this. This platform is special. Um, Thanks, man. Of 49 going on probably a 99 soon. Um, <laughs> and you guys, what you do, you give up your free time. This is not a million dollar um, enterprise at the moment. It could be no. the way yeah. you guys are moving. If it happens, uh, great, but yeah. I'm not, yeah. I don't do this for the money. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> but, but, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, because I'm crazy and I'm up at the gym at three 30 in the morning. Um, I, I see you, 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 you post that you're at, you know, your job and just, <laughs> and, and I said, you know what? There's just a dude who loves helping people. Mm-hmm. And if you if you can't see that, I, I just want to pray for you because whatever's ailing you mm-hmm. to be so angry at him yeah. or you or anybody else, mm-hmm. it, it just, that's where the, usually the root of the problem starts within. And um, if you want to change Sacramento and you want to change the perception of everything, mm-hmm. we have to work on ourselves. And self-reflection and self-change, well... Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's not as easy as changing your underwear every day. Right, right, you, you, right. You know, it's just so that comes with a different kind of set of rules. But like I said, I want to commend both of you for what you've created already mm -hmm. and continue exactly. to do. And thank you for the opportunity because um, you've given me some ideas. Um, but just I'm proud of both of you. Um, thank you. For, for this space. Thank you. Appreciate and, it. And, and thank you for having me here today. Oh, absolutely. Mark, did you have um, anything oh, to chime just, in like on I that said, one? Man, just the power of collaboration. So that's, it takes a village. So yeah. that's all I have to say. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, like, I just, I just want, I just want to see ultimately um, everyone thrive, you know, and, and just be good members of society. My biggest motivation is my kids. Exactly. I think that's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everyone's motivation at the end of the day. Um, I, I want my children to grow up in a society. No, it's not going to be perfect, but you know, fair, keep them safe. Like, yeah. it, you know, I tell them, um, you know, I, I, I feel very proud of the fact that I can bring my kids in here and, you know, they go, dad, what do you do? You know, it's like, Hey, this is what I do for a living. And, and on top of working my nine to five and, and hopefully you want to be a part of it one day because my son, my oldest son is nine and he, he wants to play basketball. Mm -hmm. He keeps telling me, I'm going to be better than you, dad. And blah, blah, blah. I'm <laughs> like, all right, whatever. And, um, but he's actually freakishly tall for his age. Like if y'all saw my boy, he's, he's really, <laughs> really tall, but, um, but he sucks. <laughs> he sucks right now. <laughs> and I tell him that I'm like, Oh, you're trash right now, bro. We got to, we got some work ahead of us, but he loves to rebound. Mm -hmm. So that's one good thing. He loves to rebound, but, um, he won't shoot the ball. Like he'll be right on the basket. Won't shoot. But I told him, I said, I'm not going to coach you. I don't ever want to coach you. Really. I want to train you. Yeah. I'm going to train you. I'm going to teach you the game. Um, we, we already, we already talked about it. He said, he's going to spend all summer, here with me hey. putting in work i said you can Sir. go in dad's office you can take a nap and we'll get right back to it and we go you know so so we'll see how it goes this is his journey and yeah, and and uh, obviously i'm excited as a dad but i always everything i do is thinking in terms of um when they're in high school and they're older and you know just things like that i want to i want to create a environment that they can thrive in, you know what I'm saying? So that's where it all comes from with me. Awesome. Um, any closing comments, thoughts, anything like that before we get out of here? I do want to give two uh, uh, shout-outs to things that I got going on. We are starting a girls program. We're well uh, underway. Um, we have some great things in store for the women. Um, like I said, the empowerment and the platform is huge. Um this lady right here is going to help me, and we already talked about a couple things, but I have some great ideas of how we can do that. I'll probably be talking to you some more, yeah. about some other things, Always, brother. and how we can operate in that same space. Um, and the second thing is we're going to have our first One Vision tournament uh, the first week in August. Um, we'll do a little different. Um, maybe not as big the first one, but we're going to do DJ. Um, I think we have a bounce house. Um, a taco truck. Um, nice. So we're going to make it uh, as the end of the summer AU style. Right? Very cool. Is we're doing, I want this to be a family atmosphere. You're doing it out there, out in Sacramento? Yeah, or? Sacramento. Okay, so, okay. And, and we'll definitely talk about some because okay. I want some yeah, YBA yeah. teams out there. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like oh, that. you know, I'll support big time. And with all that being said is I want to invite everybody that's from the area. And, and like I said, yeah. I'm going to extend my hand and I'm I'm just that way. I'm gonna keep extending. Um, hopefully, we can get more brothers and sisters to join us uh, on this mission of changing the culture here. Um, but if not, it's not gonna change me because this is kind of a mission from God that He put on me now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't plan 
Africa if you want to just do everything by yourself and be like, oh, I'm this great. I'm I'm just a simple person who had a dream, quote unquote, like Martin Luther King, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm getting now the the opportunity to act on that. And like I said, I'm gonna keep inviting kids and people like you who are helping kids because at the end of the day, if we're doing positive things for them, then that means we're doing the right thing. No, yes, sir. Anything for you, Ruth? Well, you said something about dream, which is a great segue into uh, saying thank you for creating this space for the years you've done it. You know, um, knowledge is power. And being bold enough to to speak up and say things and share and have dialogue about certain things. And and I'm just thankful that my shout outs to all the youth out there just reminding you to not just dream, but to dream big. <laughs> if you want it, you can do it. Dream big. Pour your heart into it. <laughs> nice. If it were dreaming about, you might as well. If it's worth dreaming about, you might as well dream big. Dream big. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hey, that's, that's I got some applause first. right That's the first on the yeah. show. Yeah, I know. I like that. That's the first. That's the first. Hey. I like that. Let's go. No, um, hold on. Let me get my outro music. Um, great show. Yo, thank you. Yeah, and if, and if you stay and you watch it, you're a real one. Um, I know a lot of people listen to it in segments. Thank you, Johan. Shout out to you as always, yes, brother. Um, so if you're listening again, do that HBO special. Help a brother out. Subscribe, share, listen. Um, I can't thank you two enough for being on the show. Really, I really, really, really do appreciate both you guys. Um, shout out to Carte. I know I, I have to I have to shout her out. Um, she's been a great person in my life. Um, also, uh, when Ruthie gets her podcast out, please check that out, right? Again, it's uh, Heart of Champions, correct? Heart of Champions. Please go ahead and check that out and support her. Shout out to all my AU kids. Um, Kai, I just saw Kai at Hardwood again, so shout out to Kai. Good seeing you, knucklehead. Um, Zach, again, uh, Zach Chappelle. debuted today. Drew League. He played uh, Zach. He yeah, he Drew did play in the today. Drew League today. Yeah, Zach just played in the Drew League. That was the kid we had from Sac State. So, you know, hoping went well for you, man. Hope you're learning a lot. Next episode, I should be having Ryan from Touch Shooting. So that should be a huge episode because um, we are both brothers in a similar atmosphere. We both have our own facilities and working in this basketball culture and working together. You know, um, it's... <laughs> It's a grind. So, you know, it, it, I think having that episode with Ryan is about to be amazing. Uh, please stay tuned for future episodes and things like that. Again, do the HBO special. Ruthie, Frank, really appreciate you guys being here. And we are out. Flex out. Oh. We're flexing out, baby. Flex out. Flex out. <laughs>